0: The GameCube Was Cool podcast on the radio is a recorded and produced show from Toronto, Canada. You can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash the GameCube Was Cool to find our $1 and $5 a month tier. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters for the month of July. I Bell, Jem McKay, Dan Wagner, Kirsten Cardinal, Jed Winters, Christopher Valenz, and Joey Sirico.
1: From the corner of first and first, the nexus of the universe, it's the GameCube was cool on the radio
2: with Neil Gilbert and Mike Lane on 97.8 KUHB The Cube FM.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the radio. Welcome to the GameCube was cool podcast on 97.8 The Cube FM. Number one on the dial and number one in your hearts. My name is Mike Lane and I am usually joined by my co-host Neil Gilbert. However, Neil is not in the studio today. He's actually doing some field work for a change. Neil, we are live on the air. And what do you have to report for us?
0: Thanks, Mike. At 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, an anonymous call was placed from a civilian of the Mushroom Kingdom to report an illegal driver's license supplier within the address behind me. The caller will not be identified, but judging by the high-pitched squealing, we can now narrow him down to either a toad or a broken dog toy. The owners of the property have been producing and distributing counterfeit driver's license to fictional characters in order to legitimize their high-risk and frankly irresponsible go-kart racing. The owners have been identified as 48-year-old Wario Wario and 31-year-old Waluigi, last name redacted. The relationship between the two suspects is unknown, and their communication skills are severely underdeveloped, making it difficult to receive a comment. They will appear in court this Tuesday at 2 p.m. in front of a jury of their peers, with Judge Lakitu presiding over the trial. The Mushroom Kingdom still does support the death penalty, but their fate is in the hands of 12 Baby Marios. Mike, back to you. Thanks for that
3: update, Neil. We will be back with sports. But first, a message from our sponsor.
0: Tired of the same old generic cooking oil brands? Don't know what to lube your car with? Squeaky taps giving you a headache? Bowser's Oil is the multi-purpose oil for all your household needs. From salad dressings to race cars, Bowser's Oil will get the job done fast okay it's time for the mailbag Mailbag! ladies and gentlemen we have heaps of fan mail from all around the world from listeners who want to share their love and memories of mario kart double dash mike i will let you read the very first one
3: the very first one here comes to us from coptifant and they say koopa troopa diddy kong is the filthiest combo and um there are there is an actual tier list neil for mm-hmm. Double Dash drivers. We're going to go into that later in the episode, but uh, I'd have to yeah. say that that is high up there.
0: Yeah, there's so many combos in Mario Kart Double Dash. It's unreal. I can't wait to get into that a little bit later. I did see a few threads on actually the best mm-hmm. combo. like It's almost like a cheat how good they are. Uh, I'm more of a traditionalist, but I, I pair everybody up together, but that that's just me. Moving on to our next letter here, we have Josh from the Still Loading Podcast. Josh says... It's a short memory, but I remember at a weekly friend hangout I used to go to in college, we played Double Dash once and only once because my one friend Micah kept using the switch mechanic to switch the racer who's driving, and he kept switching <laughs> back to Daisy. So for 20 minutes straight, all you heard from the TV was, Hi, I'm Daisy! <laughs> oh my god, that's so Jeez, <laughs> yeah, there was not a lot of uh, variety with what those characters could say, so that would be bloody irritating. I'm so sorry for Phoebe that, Maybe Baby Luigi gosh.
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez uh Playcube Gamecast says eight game cubes, eight TVs, 16 player madness, extra chaos for the baby park track. Yeah, well, Baby Park is is going to be a bit of a contentious topic on mm. this episode today, so we will get into that more, but thank you for reading. 100%. In.
0: And I'm glad to hear that someone actually did do the land setup. That's wild cuz that sounded like a heck of a process to get set up, but yeah. good for you Play 16 I players. Know. Good for you Playcube <laughs> Gamecast. We could never have thought of doing that back in the day. Next up, we have 33 underscore WID. WID says, Grinding Out Baby Park Time Trial Ghosts. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. The ghost mechanic was a really cool thing that they added into Double Dash, and Baby Park was just such such a mess, but it was such an original track. I'm really looking forward to talking about that today.
3: Me too. Me too. We also have Matt of reviewparty.com who says, with a double dash tale of youthful ingenuity squaring off against the daunting mirror mode. I love this already. <laughs> when you finally get to that point, you know these courses in and out, and mirroring it throws off all your timing. I attempted to solve this by bringing an upright mirror into my bedroom. <laughs> facing the tv that way (laughs) i could face the mirror and have the courses look normal who cared if the text was backwards this perfect solution was made less perfect by also needing to hold my controller upside down (laughs) (laughs) the controls couldn't be flipped merely by looking in a mirror so the controller itself had to be flipped i think i probably bailed after still flying off the wood bridges in dino Dino jungle Mm -hmm. but the image mirrored and otherwise has stuck with me
0: i i love that (laughs) yeah that's amazing mirror mode was such an interesting thing in this game that it was in mario kart 64 but i feel like it really came into its own in mario kart double dash it's so iconic with just you think you have everything memorized and then you have to train your brain again to know them all backwards and i i love the idea that that matt here brought a mirror into his room to to play the courses that's freaking hilarious (laughs) i remember getting double dash with me and my brother when it came out and our cousins were sleeping over that night to play with us and we basically played the entire night Pretty straightforward slash classic memory, but one that was full of good times. Also, DK Jr. was originally supposed to be in Double Dash, but DK's partner was eventually Diddy Kong. Oh, Mm. interesting. Interesting. Did you know that? I did not. No, I did not know Diddy Kong, or I did not know Donkey Kong Jr. was supposed to be in this game. I'm glad Diddy Kong was there in the end, uh, because Diddy Kong obviously had his own racing game on N64, which we're still waiting for a sequel, unfortunately, like 30 (laughs) years later.
3: The whole Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong timeline is very messy.
0: It is. Yeah, it is. I love the fact that like Donkey Kong Jr. is actually technically Donkey Kong now. And then the, the older Kong is the original Donkey Kong from the arcades. We never thought that these Donkey Kongs are actually aging, but apparently they are. <laughs> so what I need to know is why is Donkey Kong not aging quickly at all? Because he's been this age for 25 years at this point. <laughs>
3: Yeah, what's going on there? What, yeah. what what kind of pseudoscience are they performing There's on There's a them?
0: fountain of youth on a Tropical Island there, I think, somewhere <laughs> that he found.
3: Tom Herz writes in and says, Luigi's L symbol on his hat is backwards on the double dash case. Did you know
0: that? It is. I did know that. That was pointed out to me years ago uh, on a YouTube video where I was looking, just getting back into GameCube collecting. It was one of those things that it's on all the cases. It was never reprinted or anything, never corrected. I was trying to see if there's anything else on the cover that made it look like uh, they're in mirror mode because that would be the only logical explanation would be that Luigi's hat is backwards because they're in mirror mode. But the Donkey Kong barrel is the right way it's DK correctly. And then Mario's M is always going to be the right way backwards or forwards. So that is an error. Like it's, it's a typo. I don't know how that was overlooked or anything, but that is a really fun fact about Mario Kart Double Dash. Listeners, if you have a copy of the game at home, check it out. You'll notice that Luigi's L is in fact pointing the wrong way. So it's funny,
3: Neil, because I'm holding my copy of Mario Kart Double Dash. And my copy is actually the special edition that comes with the bonus disc. And on this copy, it has this, kind of ribbon across it that says special edition and that's actually blocking luigi out so that's why i never noticed
0: oh interesting yeah if you have the special edition that's true it won't show but if you have just a regular run-of-the-mill double dash case yeah you can see luigi looking at the red shell going by
3: oh yeah and uh, And i'm and and it's in the the insert here so now i'm looking at it in the insert there you go and yeah Mm -hmm. i can see that i can see that l is backwards i love it
0: (laughs) that's really funny yeah it's an interesting interesting fact about double dash but uh good call out there tom Last but not least, we have Hunter Tim, and Hunter says, Some people may not call it the best one from, like, a technical or racing standpoint, but it's definitely the most unique out of the entire series, in not only its namesake, but the fact that each character has a dedicated special item that they could roll. No other time has the series had that. Also, my number one pick were the Baby Bros. Baby Luigi, number one. Baby Luigi. I actually agree with Hunter Tim on this one. We're going to get into the character selection screen way later, but uh, the Babies were a very good pair. Oh, yeah. Um, They were very good. Even though they were light and speedy, um, they, they were really fast. They handle really well. And if you're just going to pair up two characters together, like traditionally, I think the baby bros were the best way to go. But that's just me. So
3: thank you. Thanks. Thanks for all that. Uh, thanks for all that actual physical mail that we got from everyone.
0: Uh, just... Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> a... I haven't seen a postcard or I haven't seen a postage stamp in years. That was wild. Just
3: an, another another uh, year, another set of mail on, uh, on 97.8, the Cube FM, the GameCube is cool hour.
0: Well, it's been about a year, Mike, since we've been on the air when we talked about Super Mario Sunshine. Hard to believe it's been one year since that day. We were shut down for a while there. Yeah, (laughs) we were taken off the air for that day. (laughs) Unfortunate but true. But we have been on Instagram in the last year, Mike, growing a pretty steady following on Instagram, which has been nice. And this week we actually ran a poll, which we did a year ago for Super Mario Sunshine, where we did a poll with the best 3D Mario games. This year, we decided to do a poll around the best Mario Kart games. Mm. Now, there's a whole bunch of Mario Karts in the series, starting with SNES all the way up to Mario Kart 8 on Wii U and Switch. So we wanted to pin the two games together each day to see which one was the best and which one would come out on top. So I thought it'd be fun now if we go through the standings. Mike, what do you think?
3: Let's do it. This is our own little battle mode here. This is is the bomb battle. (laughs)
0: Head-to-head mode. But we started with... We went in sequential order. So the first two games in the series were Super Mario Kart against Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart 64 beat out Super NES 83% to 17%. So... Not enough. Not high enough. Not high enough. I vastly prefer Mario Kart 64 over Super NES... So anyway, N64 moved on to the next round where it went up against the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart Super Circuit, and Mario Kart 64 once again beat out Super Circuit 81% to 19%. Yeah. So the Game Boy Advance version was slightly more popular than the <laughs> SNES version. Yeah, I
3: mean, I've never played the Game Boy Advance one as we'll get into, but uh yeah, that that that's a fair score, fair score.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, n 64 is definitely the winner of these two ones, no doubt. But we finally got on to the next day, which was Mario Kart 64 versus Mario Kart Double Dash. Now, Double Dash beat out Mario Kart 64, a dominant 73% to 27%. Wow. Now, this, th- this spread actually shocked me a little bit. I thought these two would be slightly closer just due to nostalgia and, like, the, the age of most of our listeners. I think a lot of them grew up with N64. Uh, so I was quite surprised by how... Uh, how varied this one was from 73 to 27. Yeah. But our followers are probably also pretty biased since we are a GameCube podcast. Yes, that is very true. Next up, we had Mario Kart Double Dash versus Mario Kart DS, which won commandingly again, 83% to 17%.
3: I had DS. I'm a big fan of the DS game, but I got to say Double Dash is always going to win for me. So I agree with that.
0: Mm -hmm. I do too. And then moving on with Double Dash against Mario Kart Wii. Now, uh, Matt, one of the one of our listeners actually wrote in to say if we wins, we should sacrifice a live toad on the podcast.
3: (laughs) Uh, Live on the air, we could have sacrificed a toad today, but unfortunately, it was not meant to be.
0: Toad's life has been spared today since GameCube did beat Wii 75% to 25%. I'm not a huge fan of Mario Kart Wii. I know it has; it's one of the best-selling Mario Kart games of all time. A lot of people out there love it. I just find it very generic. Like, I don't think there's anything that stands out about it. Mm-hmm. At the time, it's you know it was very popular because of motion controls and it introduced online, but Double Dash is just a better game. Mm-hmm. And then we had Mario Kart Double Dash versus Mario Kart 7, which was on the 3DS. And Double Dash beat out Mario Kart 7, 91% to 9%. Not even close. No, that's the biggest one of the day. (laughs) I actually like Mario Kart 7 on 3DS. I think that that's a pretty enjoyable game. Again, it's a bit like the Wii one where it doesn't do much special. I just thought it was a really good 3D or a really good handheld Mario Kart game that I really enjoyed on the train, going to school, playing on breaks at work. It was just a really fun pick up and play Mario Kart. And it actually has one of the strongest Rainbow Roads uh, out there. Yes, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, the final matchup comes to the one that I was really interested in, which is Mario Kart Double Dash versus Mario Kart 8 and 8 Deluxe. We combine the two together since they're basically the same game. Double Dash beat out Mario Kart 8 53% to 47%. So, it was a, a margin of just a few votes, Mike. Very close. Very close. Mario Kart 8 is a worthy competitor to Double Dash. It's a very good game. A very good Mario Kart. It feels like
3: the real spiritual successor to Double Dash. That's I think That's so the closest too. thing I think yeah. we
0: have to it. It's a phenomenal racing game. It's a the complete package. It has so many courses, so many characters oh, yeah. online. It's on Switch. It's a must-own if you own a Switch. Obviously, most of you probably do already own it. But again, Double Dash is the popular choice here today.
3: Yeah, and and I would say that the deluxe version of 8 is almost a near-perfect game in terms of what they were able to do with it.
0: Yeah, well, Deluxe included all the DLC that the Wii U didn't have unless you bought it separately, which I did.
3: And and it brought back the double items.
0: Yeah, it did. It didn't bring back double items, which was a very much missing. That's right. So, Mike, I thought it would be fun for each of us to rank our top eight Mario Kart games in order from least favorite to most favorite. So uh, why don't you go first? You don't have to give any specific reason, but maybe just a quick pointer on each one, starting with your least favorite Mario Kart to your most favorite Mario Kart.
3: Well, my list is, I'd say, almost identical to what the, the listeners voted. We start off with Super Mario Kart uh, at the very bottom, because that game is unplayable for me. Uh, <laughs> Mario Super Circuit, just not a great game. 64, uh, which wow. I probably would have liked more, but I never, I didn't grow up with the 64. Also, as the listeners okay. know, I hate the 64.
0: That's right. That makes total sense <laughs> to me.
3: Mario Kart 7, I know it never owned, but I played it before, and it's a decent game. Uh, Mario Kart Wii. Which is a game that I play put a ton of hours into. And Neela and I played online Mario Kart We a lot. <laughs> that was a fun time when that, that was really one of the first times we had played stuff online together. So that was uh, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Uh Mario Kart DS, which I owned and sunken hundreds of hours on uh mostly on trips and and things like that Mm -hmm. mario kart 8 deluxe which i absolutely love and adore and coming in just above that was mario kart double dash just like the pole
0: that's a great that's yeah you really do match the pole almost exactly that's (laughs) incredible uh mine is fairly similar to yours Super Mario Kart is at the very bottom for me, followed by Mario Kart on Game Boy Advance. I actually really like the Game Boy Advance one. It does take everything you want on the Super NES into handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six for me is Mario Kart Wii. Like I said, I really don't find anything super memorable about that game. None of the courses really stand out to me. Uh, and then on number five, I have Mario Kart DS. I love that game. It's it's a really good racer. It controls super well. It, it included a handheld online mode. And you can race as Rob the Robot, which is pretty neat. Yes. Uh, And then right after that, number four, I have Mario Kart 7 on 3DS. I actually like that one better than the DS version. I think it just improves on everything that the DS version did. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's fun to control. The music is really good. Uh, It it is just a little bit generic again. So uh, this is really where I think the Mario Kart series really needed something new in it because we had seen Wii DS and now 3DS where the games really weren't super different. Yeah. Uh, Number three for me is Mario Kart 64. I think I can probably chalk most of that up to nostalgia since I played that game to death when I was in kindergarten and grade one. I would come home from from school and only play that game. I never had Mario 64, which is funny. So this was kind of like my Mario game on N64. Mm. And I played it with my cousins and my friends. Battle mode with balloons is a ton of fun on N64. So a lot of good memories with that game. Nice. And then my number two is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Switch. I have a lot of hours on that game. I've 100% completed it, unlocked everything. I memorized all the courses. I think they're <laughs> all super memorable.
3: And Baby Park's back.
0: And Baby Park makes a return. <laughs> they did the right thing where they made remastered versions of yeah. old courses, which I absolutely adore, to the point where when I picked it up on Wii U, I was actually almost in tears playing the Rainbow Road course, which oh, is a yeah. very treasured course in my, in my childhood. And just seeing it. they did the perfect thing where they remade the courses to how you remember it. So like when you Think about playing Rainbow Road as a kid. You don't think of the blocky textures and the chibi music. You you think of like this vast course in space. And they did that on Wii U with beautiful orchestrated music. And it was just so heartwarming to me to play that when I was in my 20s and just (laughs) playing this game that reminded me of my youth. And then number one for me is Mario Kart Double Dash. It's my favorite Mario Kart game. Even though it does have its faults, it's the most unique of all eight games. It's super fun to play today for me. It's hard, man. Like a lot of these games are easy. But I can play any of these. Get the main, you know, the main ones, the three D games on one hundred and fifty CC and win almost every single time. Uh, Double Dash, I pick up on one hundred and fifty CC and I get my ass handed to me. This game yeah. is hard, man. So there's a challenge there that is just missing from Mario Kart these days. I know that they've added two hundred CC, which we can talk about a little bit later. But to me, Double Dash is the perfect balance of just difficulty and Nintendo charm. There's so much replayability to it, and I absolutely adore it. So that's why it's my number one
3: and i agree with everything you just said there neil i love it and one more list before we move on to today's topic which is obviously double dash i just wanted to talk very quickly about the top selling mario karts and their order because i thought it was a little interesting Mm, all eight mario karts have been in the top four best-selling games on their systems
0: yep that's correct Uh, game specifically on switch and Wii U Mario Kart 8 is the best-selling and then on 3ds it's the best-selling game and it's technically the best-selling game on Wii as well not counting Wii Sport
3: that's exactly it. Yeah. So number one is Mario Kart Wii selling at 37.4 million. Jeez. Uh, like you said, the best-selling Wii game, not counting Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8, 8.5 on the Wii U, but 35.4 on the Switch as the number two. And that is first best selling on the Switch and first best selling on the Wii U. Mario Kart DS, 23.6 million. And that's actually the third best-selling game on the DS, and that's because of Pokemon. Uh Mario Kart 7 coming in at 19 million which makes it the number one best-selling game on the 3ds mm-hmm. uh not enough pokemon i guess <laughs> <laughs> mario kart 64 coming in uh just under 10 million which is the second best game on the n64 i believe mario 64 is number one yeah mario kart snes is the fourth best-selling game at 8.8 million on the snes we have mario kart double dash is the seventh best-selling Mario Kart game, the second best selling Nintendo GameCube game, all the way down at 7 million. And that just shows you that the GameCube obviously wasn't doing that well.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's the sad part about Mario Kart Double Dash to me is that it's the second, lowest-selling second lowest selling Mario Kart game, just behind or just ahead of Mario Kart on Game Boy Advance and 1.5 million behind Mario Kart 8 on Wii U. And we all know, like, it's so recent, the Wii U's failure just kind of puts into perspective how poorly the GameCube was doing at this point.
3: Yeah, yeah, only selling 7 million on the GameCube, and like you said, the Game Boy Advance version, Super Circuit, sold 5.9, and that was the fourth best-selling uh, GBA game, but really the best-selling one because the po- those Pokemon games weren't even fair
0: uh, in yeah. comparison. <laughs> As always, on a handheld, Pokemon is always going to be huge, so... But yeah, just point.
3: I thought that was such a crazy concept that every single one of these games has finished in the top four. And recently, all of them have finished one or two. So
0: yeah, and then total sales, if you want to add all of them together, it's around 170 million across all consoles is how many units over eight games. That's incredibly, uh, that's incredible. Just the so attachment you know.
4: rate <laughs> alone. <laughs> it's just cr-
3: because that, that is the thing, right? When, when you buy a Nintendo console, Mario Kart is what? everyone is going to get for it because it's just so universal you know anyone can play it at any age it doesn't matter and you'll it'll always be there like you'll always be able to just pop in mario kart and play it
0: you just assume that when you buy a nintendo heart a console you're waiting for mario kart from day one whether or not you're buying that game for zelda on day one or whatever 2d mario game it is that launches on it you know that you're going to get that console for for mario kart someday i really don't know any nintendo fan out there that's like i'm not I don't like Mario Kart. Like I've never heard that. Like everybody plays it. I'm sure that there's there's lots of people who
3: are indifferent to it. Sure, but 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 you're right. I've never really heard anyone be like, yeah, Mario Kart sucks, man. Like, (laughs) like
0: you know, like I know people that think that uh, there's other kart racers out there that are better. Like Crash Team Racing and Diddy Kong Racing are two very big contenders to to Mario Kart. And yeah, there are better racers out there. But it's just and the Nintendo community, Mario Kart is that thing that's just universally loved, from what I can tell.
3: Yep, I agreed.
0: Agreed. So, Mike, I think now it's time to get into our main topic of the show, which is Double Dash. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 59 of the GameCube is Cool podcast. We have new episodes every Thursday on all the major podcast services. We are the number one GameCube podcast on the Internet. We're here to look back on all 555 North American GameCube games, one by one, sometimes 12 by 12. So far, we have covered 283 games. You can visit thegamecubiscool.com to check out all the things we've been working on. The website was developed by our very own Mike Lane. Baby Ouija. That's him. Last week, we covered a bunch of Warner Brothers games to celebrate the fact that everyone who wanted Space Jam 2 to come out can finally zip it. This week, we're covering one of the best titles on the GameCube, a classic among the long-running and long-driving Mario Kart franchise. Uh, It's the only Mario Kart game with two exclamation points in the title, which is interesting uh, grammatically. We're, of course, talking about Mario Kart Double Dash. Now, Mario Kart Double Dash was released on November 17th, 2003. It's developed by Nintendo Entertainment Analysis and Development, Tokyo Development Department, or Nintendo EAD for short. It's published by Nintendo. It's only on GameCube. It rates on Metacritic 87 out of 100. If you wanted to pick up a complete copy today, it's around $90. And Mike and I have a ton of friends, a ton of listeners out there who just want to share their memories and their thoughts on the game. So we have a bunch of guests joining us today. Just like Mike, who's joining us today
3: joining us on the gamecube was cool hour on 97.8 the cube fm we have a friend of the show jason jason you are live on the air give us some thoughts on double dash what is your favorite duo who's who's
0: your main
5: first of all thank you for having me back i think uh the last time i was here was for rugrats so it'll be nice to say something positive about a game finally (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> You're here to talk about
5: Nickelodeon Racers, yeah. or yeah, I, I quit. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting. I was because I, I saw Mike the other day, and uh, he mentioned that there were tier lists, and I never, I never thought to even look at those. So I just had a peek at them before, and it, you know, it all makes sense. My favorite duo is one of the babies and one of the toads. Um, just because, at least for me, I really like the uh, the chomp is by far the best special in my opinion. Yep. At least to get yourself back in it, and then I, I really like the golden mushroom. Just you know, you can keep you could hold on to it, wait till you're in first, and then just let it
3: go, and then you know you're you're miles ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're 100 percent right. That's that that is one of the top ones in on the tier list. Obviously, the tier lists are. Uh, you know, it's they're not official. Uh, Nintendo. Uh, if you're sure. listening to this, please put out official Double Dash to your list. Decades
0: later. <laughs> hey, you never know. I think Double Dash is ripe for a re- uh, not a remake, but just to be on Switch. I would love to have this game portably. Like I've been playing it all week this week to uh, to prepare and to, just to quickly, you know, get get up to speed. No pun intended. I uh, I played all of the pairs for at least a, a, a total Grand Prix just to see what each one would be like because when I was younger, I was a Yoshi. I was a Yoshi purist through and through, and no wonder I sucked at this game because they are by far not the best uh, duo <laughs> no. in this game at all. No. Uh, Yoshi and Birdo, of course. Uh, but I did go through each one, played pairs that I'd never played before, and the babies are really good. Uh, Baby Mario and Baby Luigi being put together uh, with the Chain Chomp power-up is really powerful. They're they're very quick uh, they they turn easily, which is nice. Um, and then I found that the weakest one for me was Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, mm. uh, because it just felt like I was driving a Zamboni because you're <laughs> you're heavy because of Donkey Kong. And then the giant banana really wasn't much of a, it, it just didn't feel like it was doing much for me. So I, if it if it wasn't like a heat seeking missile or something that increased my speed, I feel like my item was kind of useless. Yeah. Um, but I actually was interested to know because there are so many different combinations of racers that you can have in this game. Like how many combinations are there? And there's actually 190 character combinations that you can have in this game. If you wanted to mix and match your characters together for specific speed, weight, and items, that's how many options you have to you. And just out of curiosity, since there are also 21 carts in the game, I think this math is correct, but that puts it at 3,990 op- like, possibilities mm-hmm. of like carts and characters together.
5: Unless you're super hardcore, though, that you know people won't know... To use all the 3,000 or exact math, people will just end up using a standard cart with, you know, who they like the most, right? But, uh...
0: Yeah. My math is probably way off on that, too. But still, like, it's probably into the thousands of, uh, of combinations of characters and carts that you can use in this game, so... They're not customizable, the carts, but still, just when you when you see that menu screen of your characters that you can pick from and then the carts that you can pick from before you even pick the courses that you're going to be playing on, it's a, it's a big decision to make.
5: I don't think I've ever had analysis paralysis from Double Dash, but
3: I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Jason, you are here to talk about your memories and we're going to talk about a little bit of gameplay and innovation with this because obviously Double Dash is the most different of all the Mario cards. But first, let's just talk about your memories of this game.
5: Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I've I had the GameCube since it came out, and um, please remind me what year exactly Double Dash came out because I don't think it was a exclusive that came with it. August two thousand. or sorry, November two thousand three. Okay, yeah. So it was two two years after it came. The GameCube came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 like you know Smash and everything. I got this you know, release day, and it was a lot of fun to play with uh, with, with my extended family, and you know I, I just remember whenever Friday night dinners, et cetera, we, we would all just sit down and play double dash. It was always the game of the game of the week, game of the whatever until the next one came out. Um, And uh, yeah, whoever ended up getting the babies always did the best because they were overpowered.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that, that is, that is something that's so great about double dash that we were talking earlier. And really just Mario Kart in general is the fact that you can play this with anyone really. I mean, I would play this with my little cousins all the time who, barely could play video games they're like five or six and you just give them a controller and say go figure it out <laughs> and what's funny
5: is like people that don't know how to play you know fighters or anything i find they're always very very good at mario kart <laughs> so, no matter how, how good i like to think i am at video games just like you you put a controller in a hand of someone who doesn't know much about it and they're still going to be able to pick it up
3: it's true
0: it's funny though because when I think of Mario Kart games, you know, there's eight of them at this point, and the earlier ones aside, like like Super NES or the one on Game Boy Advance, uh, I, I don't think of Double Dash as being the one that's the most accessible for new players. And that was something that the developers were quoted in saying when they were developing this game is that they wanted it to be accessible to new players. <laughs> I actually find this one to be the one that you graduate to once you've mastered all the other ones, to be honest, because yeah. there is so much. There's just so much to think about when you're playing this game with the the characters that you're trying to match up, the controls. The handling is not quite as responsive as in other Mario Kart games. And then the the uh, the item button is also on the X and Y uh, buttons, which is interesting. That was different than many of the other ones. And then you even have specialized items for each character. So there's so much to consider before you even start playing this game that I think something like starting a new player off on like Wii or Switch would probably be the way to go. Sure, but back
3: in the day, Double Dash, if you think about it, probably was the most user-friendly. Coming into N64, trying to play that... That was always tough because of the controller and the control scheme mm-hmm. for that, uh, as well as the fact that N64 controllers, the, the joystick would always be broken. <laughs> and, and you need a joystick to actually be functioning to play that game properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, you, you, you didn't use your three hands to play it on N64? <laughs> it <was> so accessible. <laughs> but yes, Jason, let's talk about gameplay and innovation what what do you what do you have for us about the innovation of this game
5: oftentimes in sequels you find you know developers get lazy and they introduce just a new uh, gimmick to set it to to set themselves apart from like the predecessor games Mm -hmm. uh but i didn't find the two characters per team as a gimmick i find if anything it introduced more strategy uh in single player Mm -hmm. for example Uh, You have to know the weights, you have to know the special items, you have to know everything. But especially in multiplayer, when you're playing more than one person to a cart, uh, it changes completely how the game is played. Because one person is completely in charge of items and one is completely in charge of driving. And if you're in the back without an item, you can actually attack the people in adjacent carts and steal their items. So it added communication between players, it added a whole slew of things. And then, uh, you know, out, outside of just adding that one simple addition to the game, I believe this was the game that introduced the turbos you get while power sliding, and also the turbo boost you can get pre, uh, like, before the race starts. As Mike knows, I had very much difficulty accessing that pre-race turbo yesterday, but uh, <laughs> I got it in the end. <laughs> but um, all of these are now mainstays in every Mario Kart game that came after, them, came after Double Dash. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the pre-race or the pre-start boost was in Mario Kart 64, if I remember correctly. It has been a while since I played it. But I think when you just hold down A, when Lakitu's second light lights up, I think you'll get the boost there. But this one has a different one where it has the double dash, which is where the game gets its title from, where if you just mash A while Lakitu is counting down the start, you'll see both characters get out of the car and kind of do almost like a bobsled thing where they're just... You know, running on the spot, and then the the race starts, and you get a good boost. But there's a second one where if you press A right when the light turns green, you get an even faster one. Which is what is so in,
3: in Mario Kart today, like like the new ones. Right. They have like the the full boost, little boost. Um, but yeah, you're you're totally right. I actually did not know that was called a double dash. Yeah, me, that... <laughs> you, they should, me neither. They should
5: they patch the game to include uh, cool runnings references <laughs> and just have them yell, "Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme." As yeah, that would have been really funny.
0: Yeah, you get. The, You'd only know it's called that if you read the instruction manual, which I was doing. Yeah, like I don't know who else would have done that. Like I, I went in to go read it. But you'll also find that we're talking about multiplayer. I, I never actually did that. The whole like have a player, have a partner, you know, a younger player or something control the items while you drive the cart. None of my siblings or family members ever wanted to do that. We always just raced separate cars. Uh, with, with two characters did you guys ever actually do that I, I have like very little experience partnering up with someone in a single cart in this game
5: yeah I, I have done it I mean obviously the bulk of my time with this game has been yeah everyone just mans their own cart and uh, you know you operate as both characters but um, yeah I've done the multiplayer uh, before and it seemed it was cool because it wasn't just giving all the power in the hands of the driver the person at the back actually had to do things whether it be, Aiming the items, whether it be trying to steal items, communicating to the driver like "veer left" so I can steal this person's item, things like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's something that I think gets lost in it because when you w- the idea of it sounds a little dumb. It's like, "Oh, I'm just going to be the item guy, just throwing stuff." <laughs> but yeah, the, like you said, there there is strategy to it. I used to play with my dad like that quite a bit. Uh, I would be in the back and he would drive and then we would switch uh usually every second race uh just by like you know double clicking Z uh every time the uh the, the course would start again and so that you know both of us could be driving both of us could be shooting and it, it was kind of nice because then we could like work together rather than uh, go up against each other mm-hmm. uh and um a friend of the show harrison who's gonna be coming on shortly uh he and i did the all races uh uh cup God. together <laughs> yes, and and so yes. we wanted we wanted to do that together and and see if we could do it and we did it took a long time but we did it
0: <laughs> yeah all, all races is when all the cup all the cups are combined so you have to play 16 courses in a row which is something that again the double dash did that i don't think any of the other mario kart games from what i can remember did that
3: no uh, yeah they haven't since either
0: no and it's actually what makes this game incredibly difficult is to unlock everything which in this scenario is mirror mode that's how you unlock mirror mode is that you have to beat all cup or all course cup like all 16 courses you have to beat them
3: Oh that's at 150 how you do
0: it. cc. Yeah, you have to beat them all at 150 cc and win and then win the gold cup. So you have to win the most points. Otherwise, like you could be playing great the entire time and then lose the last one and then you have to play it again. And that can take upwards of I think it took me 45 minutes to an hour to play all 16 courses. It's an incredibly big time sink and I have a very sad story is that I actually did that one summer and then a few weeks later my memory card uh fried like something in the the memory card just broke and it was no longer readable so i actually lost that save file which was super heartbreaking and just like i was having like a meltdown because i thought i was gonna have to do that again (laughs) and of course i lost save files from other games too but luckily with the internet these days you can go on ebay and you can actually buy memory cards with uh with double dash already unlocked which is really funny it just it was just it was a, a seller selling memory cards with everybody in melee which was another thing i had lost and everything in double dash unlocked. So luckily, I got those two games back right away. But yeah, it's a huge time sink to unlock everything in this game.
5: But speaking of the sixteen courses, one thing I really liked about this game is every course was pretty iconic. And yes. games mm-hmm. ha- games since then have always just copied them. Yeah. Uh, DK Mountain, War- uh, what is it? Wario Stadium. Um, all CM, of them. Yeah. yeah, Call CM. My bad. Uh, all of, All of them are all of them are very fun to play, and I really like that based on the distance of the course they have also increased or decreased the amount of laps needed Mm -hmm. Uh, so in the baby in the in the baby track it's i think seven and in uh, wario calcium it's two Uh, and um, another thing that uh, really you know helped for this game is it, it introduced a real point spread for more players in the cup runs so i think it's first down to seventh get points in a race where previously that, that wasn't the case and so actually it made for a way more competitive game uh, as, as you were playing mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, one thing I want to highlight as well was Battle Mode and uh, mm-hmm. Bomb on Blast was a really fun one, uh, we, or sorry, Balloon Battle which we actually uh, played yesterday. And um, they, although camping is too uh, good of a strategy in Luigi's <laughs> Mansion, I discovered that out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Battle Mode is something that, you know, I don't think was in the in the previous iterations. And the three of those games were, uh, were all very fun and brought their own little, you know, spice to the game as well.
3: Yeah, nice. they, I, I personally, I love the Bomb Blast one. I love uh, the Balloon battle, which is in a lot of games still. I'm not a big fan of the Shine Thief uh which is like isn't it's kind of like capture the flag i think do you remember when we play Nightfire and just do explosions only
5: that's what bomb bomb blast reminds me of (laughs) and it's sort of too hectic for me
0: (laughs) exactly and there's nothing more tense than playing and i love the balloon battle mode where there's nothing more tense than when you have one balloon left and like your opponent or like one of your siblings still has three and like you're just trying to catch up and then maybe you knock them down to two and then you maybe knocking them down to one and all of a sudden it's like a sudden death mode there's nothing more stressful than that feeling of having one balloon left in mario kart battle mode.
3: nothing more stressful than that feeling on playing on the gamecube because when when you're actually playing on the gamecube surface which is just flat you know there's mm-hmm. there's nowhere to
0: hide <laughs> you can see each other yeah exactly jason if, you, if we had to ask you really quick your favorite course in mario kart double dash what would you say
5: uh dk mountain i think mm-hmm. um it, that or peach beach those are the ones that come to mind immediately <laughs> dk mountain is
3: the correct answer <laughs> yeah well then i got it right that's right this... <laughs> well thank you very much jason for coming on and not lambasting a game uh you got to talk about a it's so nice game. <laughs> i have positive things to say just give me the opportunity <laughs> i'm sure we will again but till then uh we'll see you later
0: take care man what a nice young man
3: What a nice young man. Thank you, Jason, for coming on the air and sharing your memories and gameplay and innovation about uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, which truly is the most unique of all the Mario Karts. And I'm going to say that phrase...
0: At least six more times, Neil. <laughs> Everyone take a shot every time Mike says <laughs> gameplay and innovation. It was, it was, it, it is just the most right turn, no pun intended, from what you expected from a Mario Kart 64 successor. Everyone is yeah. expecting Mario Kart 64, but better looking, which it obviously was better looking than Mario Kart 64. But it broke the formula, I guess, of what you know i really love in video games and nintendo is so guilty of just doing the same thing over and over again as much as i love the zelda games and the mario games and pokemon they are very similar and there's eight mario kart games and this is really the only one that i can look at from the eight and think this one is different than the other ones like
3: and this was the era for different things this was this is what the gamecube did they tried to be different for better or for worse
0: But we still have a few more guests to join us to talk about their memories, and we obviously have a lot of information to still go over. So, Mike, who's our next guest for today?
3: Our next caller is Double Dash aficionado Kira, who joined us on the radio last year to talk about Super Mario Sunshine. But, of course, this is the Mario Kart Hour. So, Kira, who is your go-to pair in Double Dash?
6: Well, I think it's, uh, it's pretty transparent that I would have to pick Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. However, we're not going to be driving in the DK jumbo. Mm. We're going to unlock Barrel Train as soon as humanly possible, and that's how we're going to live our lives.
0: (laughs) Very good. That's a good choice. I... To me, with Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, I always had an issue with just their, like, the weight of them. I I feel like uh, I'm riding, like, a Zamboni or something like that. It just feels so heavy to me, and the acceleration takes time to get going.
6: You see, that, that just makes it really clear, though, that we're from a different era, because if you grew up on Diddy Kong racing, you would understand there are far worse cars that Diddy could be behind the wheel of, and this is like piloting a Tesla. Oh,
0: okay. How, how young do you think I am? I played Diddy Kong Racing back in the day. I had an N64. Come on now. All
6: yeah, right. right. Well, you know, I won't be ageist. I just, you know, I'm trying to be nice and not tell you to, you don't know how to drive the DK cart in uh, Double Dash. But I mean, you know, however you want to spin the wheel on this one.
3: <laughs> and so did you like to pick Diddy and Donkey because of
6: playing uh, Diddy Kong Racing? I'm afraid so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. something something about diddy kong finally getting his mm. chance to be in a in a car again he really he was left behind for a while and and yes. now he was able to get back behind the wheel and not and not be trying to stand alone so much i think he he works really well with the mario family in uh, in the racing capacity
3: that's, a, that's actually a really good point to bring up because nowadays we think of Diddy Kong as just part of that Mario family. He's, he's in basically, uh, well, he's in Smash Bros. He's in the new Mario parties. He's really everywhere that Mario is when it comes to a, a party environment. But yeah, back in the day, Diddy was not really part of that gang. I think uh, this is probably one of the first appearances because we did learn earlier in the show that uh, Donkey Kong Jr. was actually supposed to be in place of Diddy Kong.
0: That's right. And we actually learned a few episodes ago that Diddy Kong and Mario were first on screen together in... It was Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, and this game Mm -hmm. came out around the same time as Toadstool Tour. So uh, we're starting to see Diddy Kong show up in Nintendo games, which he wasn't uh, up until the GameCube era because he was previously owned by Rare. At least he was used by Rare in their games, which are the studio that made uh, Diddy Kong Racing, which I actually think is better than Super Mario uh, Mario Kart on N64. It's a more well-rounded game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. you can fly. You can fly. You can. You got a little hovercraft there. You have a cart. You're not just restricted to using a go-kart only. It was a very ingenious game, really. And I, I would still die if a sequel came out. I would absolutely adore that. Nintendo, make it happen.
3: Well, Neil, a sequel was supposed to come out. Donkey Kong Racing was an actual thing. I'm not sure if you knew this, Kira, but uh, Donkey Kong Racing was in development for the GameCube uh, just before Rare got bought by Microsoft.
6: Interesting. So, um, sounds like I have another quest to go after now that Clippy's come back. I can uh, see if we can go revive uh, some <laughs> new Donkey Kong Racing. I'll I'll do my best to find the right people, gentlemen. Yeah, if
3: you can, if you can um, email everyone at Rare mm-hmm. and and just you know haggle them down to uh, to bringing Donkey Kong to the GameCube, not any other console, but to the GameCube in
0: 2021.
6: I think it's the right platform to re-release on. It really is.
0: For sure. They're, they're not too busy working on Sea of Thieves or anything. And Kira, what would be your favorite track in Mario Kart Double Dash? Is it also did he, uh, is it also Donkey Kong related with DK Jungle? It's DK Mountain, you mean. Or DK Mountain, sorry, my mistake.
6: You see, the, the differentiation between Jungle and Mountain is the big one here. Because for N64, it was Jungle. But if we're talking GameCube, yeah. we know we're going down to Peach Beach. Nice. Like, okay. being able to play that in the GameCube and when it came back in the Wii version, like they they picked a fantastic track.
3: I I love Peach Beach because of the the sunshine connotations too. Uh, the whole game all of Double Dash is very uh mixed with sunshine especially at the end. But uh yeah, I uh, Peach Beach was always a favorite of mine. A uh, little shortcut there too that you could take.
0: I wasn't a huge fan of Peach Beach for whatever reason. That's actually one of my lower like tiered courses, did, I would say. you get hit by those stupid things all the time? Yeah, I don't even I... know what those things are. Cataquacks. <laughs> They're called cataquacks. Thank you. Yeah, and they, they hone in on you too, which was I, – I actually – that was actually <laughs> yeah. my favorite part of the course. But the rest of the course, I just find it okay. Like it, there's not really much to it. You go down a hill, you go around to the beach, you get hit by the ducks, and then you go back up, and then you start it all over again. I, I just didn't really feel like there was that much to it as opposed to actually DK Mountain is my favorite one just because of that barrel blast that shoots you up towards the volcano. It was just such a cool experience for the first time. It was mind-blowing actually. Because there was really nothing like that in Mario Kart 64 that sort of shot you out of a cannon up towards the course and then you come back down. I adore that course.
6: You know, the the thing about Peach Beach that you have to think about when you're talking to me who always played at Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong is it's a simple course without too much going on that you just barrel around on as two yeah. monkeys in like a glorified train. <laughs> you are right. Those those monkeys barrel. They they aren't
3: as uh, speedy as the babies, which I always played. But uh, let's let's uh, let's pause for a second. Let's
6: talk about some memories that you have of this game. Did you buy it when it first came out? I didn't actually. So this this was another one that I um, that I adopted more through my friends and then playing more as an adult. But it blew my mind the first time I played it because the concept of having two characters in the car and you could switch them around, like something like that, it just, it it was so different from anything Mario Kart I had experienced before that even though it was significantly harder to play and learn, it was still fantastic.
0: Yeah, just getting your wrapping your mind around having two racers because... Not only was this not in Mario Kart before Double Dash, it was not in any racer. Like you can never switch racers before like on the fly like that. And having the added strategy of having different items depending on the characters you pick and the different weights, so that your cart would move at a different speed. It added a whole like multiple layers of complexity onto a series that up until this point was very basic actually as a racer. It was press A to go, press B to break. And on top of being just having that strategic advantage of picking certain characters, On top of that the game is just super unforgiving like once you get knocked back to fourth place there's almost no chance of coming back whereas in other mario kart games i feel like you're going to get a lot of items that are going to push you up to first place like the chain chomp the bullet bill the star power the blue shell like there's so many items in double dash the odds of you getting like even uh the golden mushroom are so slim because that's a special item and like the odds of getting a blue shell, I almost never get blue shells in Mario Kart Double Dash. So you really have to you really have to know how to play the game and to rely on your own on your own ability to get to get yourself back to first place, which I love.
3: Yeah, because like the chain shop is one of the the only ways you can really get back into it if you're far down. And yeah, you can. It's only the babies who have that. Mm. Like if you're like Kira and you have uh, Diddy and uh, Donkey Kong. Uh, they just have their big banana, and mm-hmm. that's not going to help you get, get get farther. That's that's a great tool if you're in first. Yes. But it's uh, but it's uh, it's tough. I, I realized that when I was playing as them uh, this week, just trying all the characters playing around, and I was like, oh, wow, like, I, I'm kind of stuck here. And this, uh, the same goes for the, the, the Koopa Troopas, too. Uh, only, unless you get the red shells, the three red shells, then you're okay. But a lot of times, even if you're in eighth place, you just end up getting the three green shells. And (laughs) you're kind of stuck there.
0: Well, that was the thing about about Double Dash was that some of the special items were actually just taken from previous Mario Kart games. Like, the three shells was originally just a regular item, which was then given to the, the Koopa Troopas. And then, like, the golden mushroom, which was given to the Toads, that was also a regular item. So... In that sense, like there were a lot of new and exciting items, like the Mario fireballs, and then Bowser's giant shell, which I also ended up driving into, like a, like an idiot. I can't drive apparently. <laughs> so, so Kira, you never actually felt the need to like ever mix and match characters. Like you always just went with DK and Diddy Kong.
6: Well, I can't I can't say that I was always a purist because of course you're going to experiment when you have that many options to pick from. It was more when I when I think back of what character I always mm-hmm. wanted in the car. It was it was definitely more Diddy Kong than Donkey Kong like like the dream team you know driving a car is Yoshi yeah. and Diddy but i mean mm-hmm. if you're playing with friends you have to share the good characters you do <laughs> so i mean ultimately i think i went with that pair not only because you know they they look really good together but it's also when i did do well it was a little more impressive because they are kind of just like the clunky team that you know that you're right they have the big banana which doesn't do much for aggressing people ahead of you but You know, they they still aped their way through it.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And now it's been 18 years since we've seen any sort of game like this. Mario Kart Double Dash 2 Racers. Right when the Wii came out, the Mario Kart for Wii came out, it was back to single racers. Same thing on DS, 3DS, Wii U, and now Switch. We haven't seen double racers since 2003. Would you like to see Double Dash come out as Double Dash 2, or maybe let's call it Triple Dash for today? Uh, (laughs) Or would you rather see it maybe like a mode? baked into a Mario Kart game?
6: You know what? It's an interesting question, especially when you start to think about how games are becoming more accessible. Like if you made it a mode, then that could be something that you play with maybe a kid or a parent. And there's a way just like you could in some of the Mario games, use a second controller to assist the first player. It could maybe introduce mm-hmm. a concept like that, almost like the, the passive second player concept where maybe they just fire the, the shells for you. And the main player does the driving. I think with the way that mm-hmm. consoles are changing, they absolutely need to revisit that and why stop at two characters? I mean, we could technically have <laughs> buses racing full of characters and different items out the window, like, you know, let's let's go big. How many car- how many people can we fit in the car?
0: That would be so much fun if you could cram like four of your, like three of your friends, like so four people on a cart at one time. One guy's driving, one guy brakes, like one guy does the item. That would be such a mess. I would. It almost reminds me of like Twitch Plays Pokemon, where like billions of people were playing Pokemon (laughs) Blue, but it's four people trying to win at Mario Kart. I think that would be hilarious to play.
3: I I I love that idea. Yeah, I'm a huge fan.
0: (laughs) Go overboard with the double dash concept. I like it.
6: Praise Helix.
3: Uh, I wanted to talk about something else that, Kira, I'm not sure if you have any familiarity with this, but did you ever play something called Drinking and Driving Mario Kart Edition?
6: Oh, uh, gosh, I kind of wish I did. Um, <laughs> was that an official title? <laughs> uh, it's the the title that, that, uh,
3: I, that I think we made up, but I had some friends in university who were older than us. They were in, in I guess, fourth year or whatever when we were in first year. And they showed us uh, a game that they called in Drinking and Driving Mario Kart Edition. uh, uh, Please don't drink and drive. Yes. (laughs) But basically the idea was that you had to get to the end of the course of whatever course it was. We usually just did it random and it was always double dash by chugging your beer. But the the caveat was that you could not drink and drive. Mm. So you had to just stop, take a drink, <laughs> go really fast, you know, pull over, take a drink. <laughs> and you had to finish your beer before you actually finished the race. And we did that on Double Dash. And then sometimes we would do it two players where one player is drinking while the other player is driving. <laughs> and then you would have to switch midway so that both of you would be able to, uh, to drink. Jeez.
0: Oh, <laughs> Hopefully you were playing that on the longer courses and not like the really quick ones like the like Luigi circuit or something. Oh, we did
3: a baby park once. Oh god. <laughs> I
0: remember that. <laughs> That's the worst one. <laughs> Jeez,
6: so you're saying that you were drinking and driving <laughs> carts in a baby park yeah. to be
3: fair, uh, we weren't drinking when the car was driving,
0: you know that's <laughs> it doesn't count if you're at a red light, okay, very good, very good
6: see that that kind of actually makes you wonder because in the Wario games back in the day, they had items that when you threw it at Wario, it would cause him to be intoxicated, and the character would actually move differently. In none of the Mario Kart games, have they ever done anything that changes your appearance other than putting something on the screen like squid ink or something like that? Like, uh, there's nothing that, like, makes it blurry or, you know, makes your controls totally ass over tea kettles
0: it it would be no what what they have to do is like you get hit with this item maybe it's like the touch fuzzy things from yoshi's island and like what happens is maybe the controls like the controller is reversed so now like to go forward you have to hold back and to like to use to use the acceleration you have to use the brake for like 15 seconds i know that i'm probably driving some people crazy right now just the thought of that but that's a good idea for an item again we're coming up with some good stuff right now guys
6: all I can think about is that thing in Mario Paint where you hit the thing wrong and then everything goes backwards and <laughs> the music's all wrong for a couple oh. seconds. Like you put you play that like everything's wrong Mario Paint music with this and yeah. you've got yourself an item.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's such a better idea than the stupid
6: <laughs> I'm like freaking out a little thinking of it to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just better than the squidding thing. Like once you memorize the courses, squid ink really doesn't really doesn't do anything to you. Like when Squid comes, I'm like, I'm fine, I know this course inside and out. Yeah, yeah agreed. I agreed. Love it.
3: But, Kira, is there anything else you'd like to talk about on about this great game before we let you go?
6: Honestly, I think I kind of want to go play some. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the the chance to share some memories with you guys. It's a fantastic game, and it's, uh, it's definitely the hardest one.
0: Definitely. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to hopefully having you back on soon.
6: It's always a great time, and I always enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Oh,
0: awesome. All right, Take care. Catch you later. Thanks, Kira. What a nice young lady. What a nice young lady.
3: Thank you again, Kira, for coming on the show today and talking all about your Mario Kart Double Dash memories and playing as Diddy Kong and DK, and that really makes me want to have that Donkey Kong racing.
0: You know? Oh, my God, dude. I, <laughs> I I watched that video from time to time where they had that kind of teaser trailer for Donkey Kong Racing on GameCube. I think that was before the GameCube even came out. Uh, We should talk about that on another episode sometime. That would be a lot of fun to dig deeper into. I'm I'm actually, I don't know if I should be offended, or I I guess I should probably be honored that Kira (laughs) thought that I was younger, that I didn't play Diddy Kong Racing back in the day. Because I... I, know, I have that Diddy Kong Racing soundtrack in my head at all times, <laughs> man. Those songs are earworms. I adore Diddy Kong Racing, and I even have the DS copy, too. A lot of folks don't know that game was remade on DS.
3: I didn't know that, actually.
0: Yeah, I, sh- I should lend that to you sometime. It's really fun. Yeah, I'd be down, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot of good ideas there from Kira. I think I'm formulating in my mind my closing thoughts segments for this episode, Mike. But before we uh, do that, I think I want to hear a couple of uh, voicemails. Do you have a couple there for me? Uh, I do, actually.
3: The red light is uh, blinking here, Neil.
0: Um, that could be a nuclear <laughs> bomb coming in mike you might want to check which red light we're talking about right now
3: yeah because it's literally been blinking since we sat down today so i think people are trying to get through to us on the phones clearly we've had a lot of colors we will have more callers, but uh yeah let's check out these voicemails
0: okay sounds good why don't you play that first voicemail for us mike hey what's up gamecube pod this is jed calling it is let's
7: see 3 34 in the afternoon november 20th 2003 sorry i missed you I'm sure you're just out at EB Game shopping all the latest GameCube deals. I just wanted to give you guys a quick call and leave some thoughts on this super recent GameCube game that definitely just came out, called Mario Kart Double Dash. So much fun. I went down to my friend Ryan's house. They'd been playing for a while, so obviously a little bit better than me. I figured the best way not to embarrass myself early on was to play in this new co-op mode and be the partner that only controls the items. Perfect for beginners. We ended up winning the whole tournament, and even though my partner did 100% of the driving, definitely a 50-50 effort. No doubt about that. I'll give you guys some tips on courses to try out. Top three, um, Dry Dry Desert, Sherbert Land, and I think my favorite Uh, one is DK Mountain. Great course. Get shot out of this cannon to the top of the mountain, and then you drive down each lap. So much fun. One course I did not like, though, Baby Park. Literally eight short laps of continuously turning to the right. Not really sure who this one was made for. Cut him off. I'll tell you this. There is no way Nintendo is going to continue to release this baby park course 14 years from now on an updated console. Oh. Absolutely no way. That's not the Nintendo I know. Well, that's about it. Hey, if you guys get this message while you're still at EB Games, do you think you could pick me up a copy of Universal Theme Park Studio Adventure? Hmm. My mom just made me clean my room, so... I really want to keep this buzz going by virtually cleaning up strangers trash and then not being able to get on any of the rides. <laughs> Sounds like a great video game idea. Okay. Well, looking forward to playing Mario Kart with you guys. Talk soon.
3: That, that voice message got it, got lost for that's 17 years. of. Uh...
0: Definitely. I'm, I'm guilty of this, Mike lesson learned. I, this is real. I don't have a voicemail set up on my phone. So if you call me and I don't pick up, there's no message you can leave for me. You can text me or you can leave me alone.
3: So I guess, I guess he called to the studio 17 years ago before we started this podcast, and... Yeah, I wonder wow. who had
0: our number before us. That's really forward-thinking from Jed. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, I gotta gotta give him credit there, but... Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, Lap five. Uh, <laughs> first of all, the best music in the game <laughs> is Baby Park music. Yeah. Uh, I love mm-hmm. it. And you know what, Jed? You're wrong. Uh, Baby Park is one of the best courses ever made. I know it just seven of the same laps over and over again but it's so much fun it's so chaotic
0: it's top three in my mario kart double dash courses for sure it goes dk mountain the one shaped like yoshi and then baby park for sure just the most the top three iconic courses from mario kart double dash again that's just my opinion baby park is so good we had never done a course before where you could do more than even three laps and then this one comes out of nowhere and just says do seven and it's going to be a mess. Like there's going to be items going everywhere. There's going to be every character on the course at one time. You're not going to know what place. People. <laughs> you're lapping people, which is the best feeling in the world when your little sister's at like lap five and you're in your last lap. Like she has no chance of catching up. And yeah, they brought it back in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which it's a great remake. They've even added a little bit of an angle to it, which was pretty neat. And obviously there's a ton of drifting. I think they might have made the course a little bit bigger than in in the newer version, but there's more racers and everything. So that is a polarizing opinion there, Mike.
3: That's a polarizing opinion. And the red light is still going here, Neil. So I guess I just got to click play on this next voicemail.
1: I guess so. Let's see what happens. Hi Mike and Noyle, uh, it's Jason Hodgson here of uh, Jason Hodgson fame. Uh, I don't have a podcast, but I've been on yours. The uh the last time. I've been time. <laughs> told that I should give you my thoughts on Mario Kart Double Dash. And obviously I'm going to start with the most honest opinion. It is the greatest Mario Kart game okay, of all he, time. You can stay on. Hands down, full stop, end of story. It made the ones after it even a little bit more disappointing because it didn't take some of the elements such as the switching characters or even switching items uh into the new ones i almost find mario kart 8 just not as fun because of that uh but yeah overall mario kart double dash greatest mario kart of all time uh quick story last i actually haven't played it in a while because my old roommate and i uh decided one day we were going to have a couple games and he absolutely demoralized me and destroyed me in every single conceivable way possible. That anytime I kind of look at the game now, I get sad. But it Ooh. is still the greatest Mario Kart of all time. Uh, that's it. That's all. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys.
0: Thank you for mispronouncing my name there, Jason. Appreciate that. It's pretty damn easy to say it, but I do mispronounce a ton of names wrong, specifically athletes and sometimes our Patreon supporters, so that's good. So this was was payback. This was payback. It does hurt. Uh, There's no O in my name, so that was an interesting way of saying it. But anyway, Double Dash is a fan favorite, no doubt about it, Mike. Uh, Comparing it to Mario Kart 8 is easy because I think that they are the top two on most people's lists, and according to our poll, it's very close to a 50-50 split, And on on any given day, I could say that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is maybe pound for pound better. It does obviously have more courses in it. Graphically, it looks better. But these are improvements that you'd expect in a game that comes out almost 20 years later. So it's kind of hard to compare them in, in those two respects. Yes. Uh, but uh, double dash was just so far ahead of its time and i think you have to put yourself in the shoes of someone playing this game in 2003 where we're getting this this crazy car racing game that was not what we expected and then they just kind of snapped back to the the Mario Kart formula after double dash which was really weird it was almost like it was almost like they gave this game to another team to make who had never played Mario Kart before they just assumed this is what Mario Kart is and then they brought it back to the team that made Mario Kart. That's what it feels like. And that, that's what makes it so special to that me. That
3: is what makes it special is the fact that it is so unique. And, you know, we've said that a lot of times already, but it, it really is. It's so unique. And that's what makes it so great. And Jason's right. It does feel like almost a step down when you go to a Mario Kart way because it's it feels like it was made, you know, it was, it was a casual mode. Of of double dash almost
0: and uh, yeah. I kind
3: of feel bad for Jason getting wrecked at double dash <laughs> so I do too I do too but
0: but Jason Jason let me tell you there's so many there's there's so many options for therapy these days like you can go get go get some help and then go back pick up the controller again I promise you you will have a good time maybe play a different friend maybe play a younger sibling a cousin kick or their... play the babies just play as the babies. Sure. Play as the babies. Play on Baby Park as the babies, as God intended.
3: (laughs) Well, uh, the red light seems to have stopped, Neil. Uh, I'm sure it's going to start again later. But uh, for now, let's move on to our next guest of the day.
0: The phones are ringing off the hook. We have two lines, apparently.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We have two lines right now. All right, Mike, let's move
0: on to the next caller of the day. Who's calling in right now?
3: Uh, joining us today on the GameCube is Cool Hour on 97.8 The Cube FM, we have a friend of the show, Harrison, and we got to ask you one question. Who is your favorite pair in this game? That's a great
2: question. Favorite pair. Well, it has to be. Mm, can I mix them up or is this like one of Of course, of the... Yeah, you can okay. mix. Yeah, mix okay, and match. Cool. There
0: are 190 combinations in this game. We're not going to make you pick from eight combinations. You can pick any <laughs> okay. combination you want.
2: Perfect. Um, Well, I'd have to include one of the babies. So either Baby Mario or Baby Luigi. Uh, Probably Baby Mario. And then I would probably pick either Diddy or uh, like Paratroopa just for like the items alone. And of course, Diddy is also really cool. And from my favorite racing game, Uh, diddy kong racing
0: i was just about to ask you harrison why is lanky kong missing from all of the mario kart (laughs) games when is when is nintendo going to smarten up and put lanky kong in these games
2: right as someone who identifies as a lanky individual Mm -hmm. i think we need more representation in mario games
0: there aren't enough we only have waluigi and it's 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 getting sad
2: (laughs) yeah it's we need lanky kong uh he's not a
3: good representative for the community
2: that's right like we we need lanky kong i don't know why uh Link made it into the game doesn't make sense to me. I think Lanky Kong should be in there.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent. And if you had to pick a favorite course from the game, there's sixteen courses in the game. They're all iconic in my opinion. Which one was your favorite? Did you have one that stands out in your mind? Like if you're gonna play Double Dash, gotta play this course today.
2: So the ones I think that I would probably recommend is it's Wario Colosseum, right? hmm Yeah. Yeah, Wario Colosseum because that one was bananas, legit. Like. You would go everywhere through this huge cage, and it was only two laps because it was so, so big. Yeah, that's probably my my favorite one out of all of them.
0: I always got confused with that one, and then there was a Waluigi Coliseum as well, which is a bit more of like a dirt bike track. Waluigi Stadium. Waluigi Stadium, thank you, which was a little bit more of a callback to the N64 track, which I really like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's so many iconic tracks. We'll talk about a few more in a bit. But we brought you on today to talk about shortcuts in the game. Now there's a bunch of little areas in each of the tracks, or at least a few of the tracks that you can actually cut through in order to get ahead of maybe the second place player. So let's talk a few, about a few of those and uh, see where our memory banks take us. What were some of the shortcuts that, uh, that you like to use to, to get ahead of your brother when you guys played?
2: <laughs> That's exactly the reason why I used the shortcuts and I would not tell Hunter how to use those shortcuts <laughs> Though he probably figured it out over time. The big ones were definitely, um, I think it was Peach Beach and there was a secret passageway there. Instead of making a right really quickly, you would just go down to the beach side and there was like a couple of, you know, ramps that you could go off of that would help speed you up. Even on Daisy's cruise as well too, like there was parts where you could actually go, this was probably my favorite one, where we actually went into the depths of the ship itself, and you would go into the basement and drive up, and then you would shoot through the um, through the top of the, I guess the horn or something. I don't know.
3: The smokestack.
2: Yeah, and okay. then get ahead that way, um, which I thought was again great. There's a lot more. I think there's some on Yoshi Circuit as well too. Well, the Yoshi mm-hmm.
3: Circuit one is one that was really hard to hit because yeah. it's technically under the stage. Uh, it's on like the side of the stage. Uh, I think it's kind of where Yoshi's butt comes out because the the <laughs> the course is shaped like Yoshi, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh and that one is not in other Mario games. I believe it's only in the double dash iteration of that course, which I thought was pretty cool. But it's really hard to hit. And
0: that shortcut you yes. mean? Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. took it. They took out that shortcut, but then they added a few different shortcuts into that one as well. Like there's a jump that they added in between a gap on the it comes back in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Where they added a few options for shortcuts but they weren't hidden they were very obvious on where you can use them yeah and you had to have the mushroom to have a speed boost to get past it so there were things like that added to Mario Kart 8 deluxe which was great i like the shortcuts that are not actually like official ones like i'm just watching one right now which yes. is also on peach beach which harrison mentioned there's an option to basically right at the starting point you can use like a boost and go off the cliff And the game will think that you've... I think this is... I'm watching it on YouTube right now. It's actually on the Wii, so I don't know if you can do this on GameCube. But you can kind of do like a jump off the cliff, and then the game thinks that you pass the starting line, and you land on the beach. So you've basically cut off half the track just by doing that. I want to try and find out if you can do that in Double Dash, but it's just something funny there that you could do as well.
2: I remember playing... I know this is Double Dash, but I remember in the N64 version where... On Rainbow Road, if you had like all the shells, you could somehow ricochet the shells to hit yourself and you would fall off. But then land like halfway through the course (laughs) on a different part. So it's one of those ones that isn't really technically a shortcut, but still is a shortcut. But
3: there is a couple of these shortcuts as well that really don't actually help you. Uh, One in particular that I'm thinking of is on um, Mushroom Bridge. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember that. Uh, course that well, but basically it, there's the bridge is the main area and you're kind of going through these tunnels and going through this roadway. And at the very beginning of the course, there's an option to veer right and go into this little area and be shot out of a tube mm-hmm. well you're it actually is slower and i tested this it's slower to take that shortcut than it is to just go straight
0: yeah because you have to go over like kind of quicksand almost right because it really slows you down oh, no no you're... there's that
3: one there's ah. that part of the shortcut but this is like literally as you start you just go down in like using a road you just go down into a tube okay and then get shot out of it but you get shot out basically where you started almost <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not a good one no. it doesn't
2: help and like the riskiness of that bridge as well too isn't isn't worth it it's really cool once
0: you accomplish it but you feel so good (laughs) i don't think i've ever actually successfully completed that bridge i don't think i
3: have either to be honest you've basically fully
0: done it yeah you basically have to ride over the suspension part of that bridge to avoid a couple buses that ride on the bridge i'll just take my chances and go straight through the course and hope to hell that i make it because i don't think i ever made it over that bridge without falling to my death basically
2: I think as well, too, like in dry, dry desert, they consider a lot of the sands to be shortcuts as well, too. But like it's only successful if you have like
3: a few mushrooms on you. I was playing with some friends the other day and I did something that they had never seen before. And it's technically a shortcut like many of these are. In Waluigi Stadium, there is a section where it's all mud. Uh, and you have to do a long drift to go around the mud. Well, you can actually just ride the little lip of the mud that wasn't actually developed uh, because it looks like you're in mud, but it's technically not. And so you can just drive fast over that without having to use a boost or anything. Oh,
0: but you have to be very precise with your steering yes. in that. So.
3: And, and I guess someone showed that to me years ago, and I've done it ever since. And mm. so when someone saw me doing that,
0: whoa, what, nice. like, What?
3: how are you doing that?
0: Yeah yeah there's a lot of little secrets like that that you just have to find by playing the courses over and over and over again and then you basically have like a muscle memory almost of how the courses work and what the fastest route is and that's how you play the game because if you do play the game how you think you're supposed to where you just basically obey the traffic laws which who the hell does that in mario kart you're never going to win like if you're playing the time trials mode when you're trying to get the best time in the game you have to get you have to boost through those uh those like rough patches and you have to get those shortcuts where the developers either missed a texture or you have to get that risky jump every time in order to get the best times otherwise you're not going to you're not going to win
2: yeah i remember like taking like the shortcut in in mushroom city that's the the one at night right where it's so dark it reminds me of uh, it's literally like uh i forget the n64 one but like yeah, toad's toad's turnpike i think it's called yeah yeah something like that and i just remember there's like a quick there's a few shortcuts there, but I remember one where you just take a quick right and you're literally like kind of like behind like the city and whatnot. And I would always, I would never see any of the computers taken. I'd be like, Haha, suckers, and <laughs> <laughs> go through it.
3: But The one that really comes to mind for me when I think about shortcuts is actually Dino Dino Jungle, which is a, a favorite course of mine for sure. And after you enter into like past the dinosaur, you have all these little... Uh, plank bridges that do not look stable (laughs) uh and there's three different ways you can go uh you can go just kind of the straight and narrow way because they're all quite narrow or you can go on the left side i believe it kind of takes you in a loop but there's a few speed bursts there or you can go underneath it all which is very narrow and Mm -hmm. very hard to go through and those have a bunch of speed bursts but if you you speed up too much you end up falling off so Mm -hmm. like you
2: said like there's there's so many shortcuts in this game and then there's like so many kind of like like little knockoff shortcuts as well too, or like I guess like pseudo shortcuts. I remember one in like DK DK's jungle one or whatever, and it was technically not a shortcut, but if you rode the mountain on instead of going straight down the path of the mountain and then just took like a far right, um, you just get down a lot quicker than yep. actually going down the course, and like it never slowed you down. I was like, okay, why well, don't just try this out, and you don't have to worry about any of the rocks falling on you right away as well so
3: that's one thing I, I really like about double dash where newer games they always there's always kind of boosts on the side or they they kind of push you towards different methods of doing it uh, they kind of lay those methods out very clear where double dash really was like free for all on so many stages yeah. you just you just use your ingenuity and and figure out what you think will be the best uh for you in that situation, especially with the fact that we didn't have internet really right back then. We couldn't look up a lot of these shortcuts or best ways to go down uh, or best ways to, to finish the race the fastest. And so you'd often hear it from like someone's friend's older brother who was <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, by the way, did you know on uh Sherbert land, there's this like hidden nice thing underneath. Yeah. Sometimes it was true. Sometimes it wasn't, but <laughs> it, 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 it was just such a unique time for that where now you can just be like, Oh, double dash shortcuts. Uh, where am I? Okay. I can do this now. Yeah.
2: Uh, we're yeah. not gonna. T- we're not gonna conform to your roads. We're gonna <laughs> find our own way to get to the finish line. That's right.
0: <laughs> it was just part of the game that made it fun. Like it almost felt like that the game, almost like a melee kind of uh, like comparison as well, where that game was basically broken, which is what makes it so much fun. There are yeah. certain parts of Double Dash's courses which are broken, which is how you can get these shortcuts, and it makes it so much more fun. Whereas. In this in this generation of games, if something like this existed in a Mario Kart game, they might patch it out in a DLC or they might yeah. just, they, they'll fix it. Like, But Double Dash is the exact same game as it was 18 years ago when it came out. So all of these glitches and all of these shortcuts are all still there. So if you did have those conversations with friends on the schoolyard back in 2003, you can pick it up now and, and go and try and find them. And there's probably still things that can be exploited in the game that haven't been found yet.
2: And and we love those glitches. Like I, we're, it's almost like we're a proud mother. Like we, we love you just the way you are with those. <laughs> That's glitches. right,
3: blemishes and all. Exactly. Blemishes and all.
2: It doesn't matter how ugly you are. We still love you. Well, if you, not that
3: ugly, but <laughs> not, not not Mario Kart snazzy. Don't be but, don't you know. be too uh,
2: ugly or anything. I don't know who the 17 percent who voted for that. I don't know if you can tell me who those people are. <laughs> I actually um, can if you want. I'll give you
0: I'll give you names, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do that.
2: <laughs> give me give me Instagram handles because I was I was very upset when I saw that.
0: Oh yeah,
3: too too high. That percentage is just too high. Wow. But uh, but Harrison, before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to talk about for Mario Kart Double Dash?
2: Yeah, I think it's just the literally the best Mario Kart game of all time. The uh, it had I don't know it just brought like so much. It brought a lot of different things to the Mario Kart I guess genre. It changed it up like quite a bit. Like the fact that you had two riders was great, and also made my parents' life a little bit easier. So my brother and I <laughs> could play with each other. <laughs> courses are iconic the the items were fantastic as well too also i missed the the upside down question mark cube
3: the, the fake item box the mm. fake item
2: box they they got yeah. rid of it after that one i think i'm not they i did. could be wrong but
0: they did which it's i had
2: which i thought was a great way to snake your friends
0: yeah <laughs> weird how like you think that these items are in all the games and then it's like do you realize that that item was taken out of this mario kart and it's like no. Like it, you just you just assume that every single item is the same in every Mario Kart game and it just yeah. throws me off when like did you know lightning was taken out of this one? It's like, no.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Also, did you guys mention that in the Mario Kart double dash title there's two exclamation marks?
0: Yep, we did. We did actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my fun thing. <laughs> and Luigi's L is backwards. We're getting all the uh, the exclamation uh, points and the uh, the typos there so. and <laughs> stuff.
3: thank you for trying Harrison we appreciate it well I'll just go and (laughs) go and play some more double Dash. we'll do go play as Birdo (laughs) I think Birdo's a great character
2: always play as Birdo that's my Mario tennis character is Birdo Mm, very nice
3: those are those are strong words to leave with and I love it I love it thank you again Harrison and we will be seeing you very shortly I'm sure awesome thanks guys have fun take care buddy Bye-bye. What a nice young man. Thank you for coming on, Harrison, sharing some shortcuts. I love shortcuts. It makes It really makes Double Dash pop, you know?
0: <laughs> it makes any racing game pop, Mike. Like, I think shortcuts are a must-have in racing games because, like, it, it it makes, like, a newbie, like, if you're playing with somebody new, it makes them mad that you know this secret about the game, and maybe you can share it with them. It's really fun to share shortcuts and glitches with games with other people. It's a ton of fun. I hate it when racing games are so polished that there's nothing you can do except stay on the course. That's a bad racing game to me, I think. If all you can do is stay on this course and do – there are some shortcuts in games that like you're supposed to take, but I like it when you can jump off a ledge and land somewhere else on a course. I think that's a really good thing to have in a game, and it's one of the many uh, aspects about Double Dash that uh, make it a fun game. I agree. I agree. But we still have some more listeners to join the show with us, Mike, so why don't we let them come on to talk about their memories of the game? Sounds good. All right. Our next caller on the show is the Blatino
3: Nerd, who has a terrific Instagram page, is a husband, father, son, aspiring overlord, and a podcaster. And the first question to welcome you to the Cube FM is, who is your go-to pair in Mario Kart Double Dash?
4: Uh, well, first, I want to say thank you for having me, guys. My favorite pair, without a doubt, was definitely the Kong. Just had to go Donkey and Diddy.
3: Mm,
0: very nice. Very wow, that's nice. that's interesting. I I played as those two characters this week, and I find it almost like a like a zamboni. Like you're driving this slow, lumbering <laughs> car that eventually picks up pretty good speed. But if you lose that momentum, it takes a while to get it going again. I guess maybe you you get good at it, and uh, and you don't have to worry about that. Like you don't get hit by items or whatever. But they're just so big and like lumbering. And the giant banana uh, item too i guess that's the item that you're used to using it is useful but i find if you fire any of those things forward the same was true with bowser and uh and bowser jr if you fire those things forward i almost always found that i end up driving into them
8: and i hate
0: that like the items are just so big your cart is so big the tracks are so tight that like i'm just going to go right into that giant banana or that giant moving shell that's not moving that quickly at all so interesting choice though interesting choice
4: yeah, it was one of those things where, because, like, growing up, I was a huge Donkey Kong fan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I love Donkey Kong. I love Diddy Kong Racing. I can play as them together. And then for the first, like, five races, I was like, I never want to do this again. <laughs>
0: That's fair. Yeah, maybe mix and match them with some other characters to lighten lighten up the load a little bit. And was, was DK Mountain, is that your favorite uh, course then? Or did you have another course that you like to play on?
4: Believe it or not, I am a big fan of Dry Dry Desert. Ooh,
3: oh wow okay. okay nice nice yeah that one is i could see that being polarizing for sure to be honest i i love all the courses on here but yeah drag dry desert is is one that we don't hear too many people talking about it and it did make a comeback in mario Kart 8 which is nice mm-hmm.
4: it did it made me really happy to see?
0: <laughs> the thing I like about that one is every time I see those uh, those tornadoes in the uh, in the desert, I always think like I'm not going to go in that tornado, and then I always go <laughs> in the tornado. Always like,
4: for the tornado.
0: You <laughs> can always tell yourself I'm not going to go in it this time, but then you get sucked up into it. It's like ah, oh, it's so annoying. But that's a good choice. I love that one.
4: Absolutely. And if you're you know you're big and bulky Donkey Kong, you can kind of uh, use that to your advantage with those Pokies that are all all over the track. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good point. Good point. But yeah, let's
3: let's let's go into your memories about this game. So, did you pick this game up when it came out in
4: two thousand three? I actually got it a little later because I was um, unfortunately, as much as I love Nintendo, I was really late to the GameCube party. That's okay; most people were, or never came.
0: <laughs> we, we needed you back then, man. We needed you really badly.
4: <laughs> I was the. Um, I actually ended up finding my GameCube at a at a mom and pop's gaming shop, and. I believe the first two games I got for it were Double Dash and Boten Kaidos. Oh, Ooh.
0: interesting. That's a that's a weird pair.
4: Yeah, and I actually lucked out in that I found like the special edition, the one that had like the second disc of all those demos. Yes,
3: and that's what I have too. I have that right here, actually. Nice. Did you get
0: the games at a pretty good deal then when you picked them up? Like, was it a good find, or were they kind of like a regular video game store where you paid like forty five bucks per game?
4: Yeah, I pretty much I paid like. Regular price, but we lucked up in the fact that like he was the only like retailer in the area that even had Game Cubes in stock. So I guess because it was right when, I, I don't remember what the big game was, but suddenly everyone and their mom was scooping up Game
0: Cubes, so I couldn't find any. Oh, was it like right in the middle of twenty twenty per chance? Because that's when <laughs> last year we noticed that the the prices for Game Cube games shot up dramatically. And actually, yeah. when we do this show, I always like to look up the price of of games, uh, GameCube games. And uh, I would go on eBay just to find the average price. And there weren't too many copies of Mario Kart Double Dash Complete on eBay. The ones that I could find were around $90, which is crazy. I think I bought my copy... I didn't get mine until way later I think it was around 2013 2014 and I got it for around 40 to 45 dollars which is not a bad price for a Mario Kart game still works it's in great condition so I think I lucked out there that I bought it just a little bit earlier my my main way of playing this game when I was a kid since I didn't own it I either borrowed it from Blockbuster or Mike owned it so we would just trade back and forth the copy.
3: And this is great that you had the special edition, because I want to talk about this a little bit. This special edition is really hard to find. I honestly don't know a price for it. Did you find any any for sale? Because I could not.
4: I haven't found anything on, like, Complete, but I remember there was a, like, a video game collector who lived not too far from me. And he had just the demo disc, oh. and he was asking, and he was asking, like, 20 bucks.
3: Okay. okay. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, the I just want to talk about the demo disc itself. So my parents bought me Mario Kart Double Dash uh, with my GameCube because I got it in 2003. I was very excited that day, that Christmas morning. And uh, this, I just assumed everyone had this, this, but it had Sonic Heroes, uh, which was a quite a long playable demo, if I remember correctly. It had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, which was a cel-shaded game. There's five TMNT games that came out on the GameCube, which alone is just stupid. But this one <laughs> is apparently the best one, and it has a decent demo on it. Um, it has a Rogue Squadron 3 demo on here. It's got a Mario Party 5 demo. Uh, and last but not least, it does have an F-Zero GX demo that you can only play one lap on one course.
0: <laughs> oh, and quality. I- That's a quality demo. <laughs> This was really the pinnacle of Nintendo trying to do multiplayer with the Double Dash feature of having a second player. Like you can have your little sibling or your older sibling if you wanted to play on the cart with you. Uh, And you can have one player do the driving and another player do the items. Or you can play in separate carts if you choose to. But this was also where Nintendo uh, experimented in LAN connections where you could connect up to eight GameCubes together together with eight TVs, eight copies of the game, and up to 16 controllers. And you could have as many from eight to 16 players playing consecutive multiplayer games if you wanted to do so, which was an incredible technological feat at the time. Now, the cost of entry for this was insane because you (laughs) needed eight GameCube, 16 controllers, eight copies of the game, eight TVs, I believe eight LAN cables all connected together in a room, I guess, or in a house of some kind. So I don't know if anybody ever actually ended up doing this.
4: Dude, I don't. I don't even think I had seven friends in
0: two thousand. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, 16, 16 people to get together to, to come and play Mario Kart Double Dash. Like my parents would never let me do that.
4: I don't <laughs> even think I had seven friends, let alone seven friends who all owned GameCube. I feel like
0: that's something we need to try and do. I don't even have LAN adapters for my GameCube. That's something I never thought about doing back no, in the day. Oh God,
4: no! Yeah, that's 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 our
3: that's for the GameCube anniversary, the twentieth anniversary. We got to get all the everyone we know who owns a GameCube. Uh, call them all up. Everyone come to Toronto. Uh, we're all going <laughs> to try
0: to do a double dash land party. Knock on doors looking for CRT TVs to play it on. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I'm kind of surprised that there was no connectivity with the Game Boy Advance link cable as much as we give that that uh, that piece of hardware crap with some of the games that they do. It would have been really neat if uh, the Game Boy Advance version of the Mario Kart Super Circuit could somehow be connected to Double Dash. Either you can use it as a controller, or maybe even you could import courses from Mario Kart Super Circuit into Double Dash and maybe play those courses with two characters just to have sort of some like some kind of environment where these two games could somehow speak together. I think that would have been really neat. But having mm-hmm. uh, the Game Boy Advance link cable to it, that would have been really cool if you could play those courses too on GameCube. Yeah, yeah I agree.
3: Definitely. I wanted to ask about what sets Double Dash apart then from these other Mario Kart games. Is
4: Double Dash your favorite of the Mario Karts? I guess is even the better question. Um, It's... It's sort of a it's a two way tie for me. For the longest time, I would have said Double Dash was my favorite, but Mario Kart Eight is just so good. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. We don't know if you saw our poll on Instagram, but that was actually the closest one, where Double Dash won fifty three percent to forty seven percent on Mario Kart Eight. And honestly, depending on the day and how I'm feeling, I may say Mario Kart Eight is my favorite. It's the one that I recommend most people pick up these days, just because it yeah, is the most accessible. Absolutely. Like, you can't play Double Dash anywhere unless you own a GameCube and the game. But if you have kids that are just looking to get into the game, you know, you're looking for something fun and is a big experience, I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a fantastic Mario Kart package you really can't go wrong with either.
4: I agree. I would say my favorite thing about Double Dash is, for me, it was the first Mario Kart game up to that point where I legitimately had fun on every single track.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big that's a big difference between that and N sixty four, I think, because N sixty four has a couple of very, very polarizing courses to to put it mildly. Uh there's the uh the Chaco Choc- Canyon or whatever that one is. Uh yeah. that one is always known as one of the worst ones. And then there's the, the egg course, the Yoshi course, uh which oh, you, yeah. you don't see you don't know if you're in first or not. That one I know always got a lot of flack. And and I just think there's there's obviously some really great courses for 64 um, and to a lesser extent for the SNES version, but there's always a couple that you, you definitely did not want to play. But with Double Dash, I honestly would be okay to play on, I think, every
4: single course. Mm-hmm. I think for Double Dash, my least favorite track probably would be Dino Dino Jungle, but even that one's still really fun.
0: Yeah. I was going to say it was really neat to like, you know, you start the course off at the legs of the dinosaur and then you you weave around and then you're near the head of the dinosaur. I think that's a really clever one. I just don't know really what it has to do with any other Mario game. I was going to
3: ask that. Like, does anyone know what what that's from? I've never figured that one out.
4: You know what? honestly i never really thought about it
0: (laughs) yeah i mean like yoshi is a dinosaur like there's that (laughs) even though he doesn't look like a traditional dinosaur but this one had a straight up brontosaurus in it i thought it might have been like something from mario 2 maybe but no not not exactly i was just trying to think of how this game relates to the mario universe in some way because that's what the gamecube that's what mario kart double dash did really well was like it introduced the like the desert level basically like a desert level from mario 3 which is really neat and then it brought back other levels like Ice and Donkey Kong Jungle, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. But was there anything like just a simple tweak that you would have liked to have seen added to Double Dash to make it maybe slightly better?
4: I, I mean, I, the only gripe I can think of is depending on how you look at it, it's either minor or major. But the voice acting in that game is really off.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's very strange. Mario, Nintendo and voice acting in in the GameCube generation was pretty shady or hit and miss to say the least. Like with uh, Mario Sunshine, it's not good. Um, And even it it sounded kind of compressed, like the voice acting and even the music at times. Like like we just talked a couple weeks ago about Soul Calibur 2, which is an amazing soundtrack. Like it's very, it's like a symphony. It's orchestrated. It's beautiful. And then you listen to Mario Kart Double Dash and the music is really good. Like I love it. It's very jazzy and upbeat and... And summary, it's a very positive music soundtrack, but I just found it like it didn't really hit as hard as Soul Calibur 2. It just sounded compressed and like it was in a box. Josh from the Still Loading podcast said in his fan mail, like one of his friends always switched with Daisy. So every second he would hear, hi, I'm Daisy, uh, just over and over again. And it was like the most mind numbing thing that he could possibly imagine.
4: Well, I don't know. I don't know if I could deal with that. (laughs) that's how you lose a friend
3: you know i i like that they did try and do uh, like some different things with the with i guess the character reactions that's something i really really enjoyed was uh depending on how you place you'd always have a very different reaction from the characters uh the babies go (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and wario saying like i lost a bunch of losers and where now it's it's it seems a lot like very placated it's it's uh it's pretty generic almost in that sense. So right. I, I did like that they were trying new things. And it wasn't, yeah, like you said, it wasn't a... The voices were weird and strange for sure.
4: Yeah, Definitely.
0: And they were definitely able to have a little bit more fun with this one, too, because the earlier Mario Kart games, they were all sprite-based. Like, the characters were basically just pictures on screen, and they would move slightly, whereas this one, they were fully polygonal, and they could actually animate them a little bit better. So the characters getting knocked around or picking up items, they could add way more points of articulation, almost like an an action figure being on the cart. So there was a lot more creativity that that the developers had there, which added some personality to the game mike which i think is what you're describing
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i love i love when one of the characters were get knocked off the car like I, oh, still, yeah. I think stuff like that was hilarious
0: so good so good
3: but that is all the time we have for today is there anything else you would like to bring up on the podcast here
4: um no this has been quite a lot of fun uh thank you guys for having me and for you listening at home if you'd like to follow me in my podcast as well you can find me on twitter snapchat instagram and tiktok all at blatino nerd
0: that's cool glad to hear you're on so many platforms we we love uh, talking to you on instagram and we see what you're doing there too so keep up the great work uh, everybody out there definitely go check out all of blatino nerd's work and uh, we're excited to have you back on hopefully really soon
4: definitely looking forward to it thanks guys
0: awesome thank you all right take care man you as all well right. bye What
4: a nice young man. What a
3: nice young man. Thank you so much the Latino nerd for coming on today and talking a little bit about his memories with this great game and talking about the courses even more. I, I love, I do honestly love all these courses and fun fact, Neil, I actually didn't know this, but every single course is a new course.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. I mean, up until this point in the Mario Kart franchise, every course is original. Like in the Super Nintendo game, they're all there. Mm-hmm. In N64, they're all there. In the Game Boy Advance version, you could actually unlock all the Super Nintendo courses, which was really neat. And then in GameCube, again, all original courses. It wasn't until DS, 3DS, we and now wii u and switch that they started to remake and reboot the courses which was neat so yeah they are all original courses and it adds to the 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 courses just have almost as much character as the the characters themselves Like, they were able to add, like, little characters from other games, like Super Mario Sunshine, like you said, which is really neat. And there's even, like, just small details that they did, like, in the Yoshi's course, where the course that's shaped like Yoshi, you see, like, a little traffic copter flying around, which is just, like, little bits and pieces like that just add to the charm of the game that wasn't there in the earlier games yet. It was almost there on N64, and this is where they really just kicked the door down and started adding these just little elements to the game, which they've really come into their own now on... uh, on switch with mario kart 8 deluxe there's so much that those games are just bursting with life i love it
3: oh yeah no and and i did want to bring up too with those courses there are only five of these courses that were never ported on anything else so you can only play them on double dash and neil those are mushroom city uh warrior coliseum Mm -hmm. uh which is a shame because that's a great course
0: yes it is
3: and then the gamecube version of bowser's castle and rainbow road surprisingly have never been ported to any other No,
0: yeah, it's really sad that there's courses that are stranded on all of those games, and it's really sad, but with a game like Super Smash Bros., we see that Nintendo is capable of bringing them up to current gen in in very well-done collections, so fingers crossed we get something like that, but we'll talk about that more at the very end of the episode. But Mike, we've had a lot of guests on today, and we have one more to go. Our racing expert is coming back today. Now, Ali has joined us for a bunch of uh, shows already to talk about the technicality of various racing games, so why don't you introduce Ali to the show now?
3: Our final caller today is a very special guest, renowned technical racing expert, Dr. Ali, who has his PhD in cartology and a minor in mumbology. Ali has previously talked about realistic racing sims like Automodelista, EA Sports F1, and Tonka Rescue Patrol, and is here to talk about some of his memories of Double Dash. How does that stand as a realistic racer, Ali? What are the things you can point out that aren't realistic about this game? Where
9: do I even begin, right? That's, that's the question here. So Where indeed? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this thing, first of all, some of the games that we've previously discussed have the analog R and L triggers, you know, that when you press harder, it actually affects how you brake and how you accelerate. This, this game has none of that. Mm. You know, it, it uses the face buttons to accelerate and decelerate, which from what I saw, you couldn't change. Um, it has a horrendous like absolutely atrocious aerodynamic model, if any, in fact,
0: actually. Yeah, those cars, those carts are not fuel efficient. Whatever it is that they run on, Bowser's Oil, I think, is what, if I understand it correctly, that seems to be what the cars run on. Mm. And they only reach maximum speeds, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, when they insert the mushroom into the gas tank. It seems like they only reach maximum speed of about 68 miles an hour, which is not very fast comparative to other cars in, say, an Auto Modelista.
9: Even that is a good point, the speed, right? You you can't even oh. tell what mm. the speed really is. Right. And then on top of that, we have no car body roll mechanics, which was... by By this time, it was cemented as one of the, you know, must-have features for car simulation. And this does not have that. It does not have good traction model. The cars are drifting everywhere. Speaking of which, I don't know a single simulation racer that... You know, where you could drift and actually become faster because you're drifting.
0: Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious that when your car is drifting, the sparks, which I don't know how sparks are made from tires, but sparks go from orange to red to blue. It's it's very obvious. It's very simple chemistry, Ali that when your tires are making blue sparks, you can now go a little bit faster than you could before. The weird thing for me that was missing from Mario Kart Double Dash is that, in much like other racing games, as of course we talked about Road Trip in our previous episode, those cars could jump. In Mario Kart Double Dash, the ability for your car to jump was missing, and that's so strange because, I mean, Carts can jump in every other cart racer. I don't know why that was missing from this game it did take some getting used to for me actually that I couldn't do a, a basic bunny hop in my uh in my racing car. I
9: can tell you I was missing because the developers at least for one thing paid attention right because if in real life a car is to jump like that uh you're looking at your suspension gone like completely gone mm. uh, you're basically screwed six ways from sunday mm.
3: and 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 another thing you know this is I just read this, so who knows if this is true. But blue shells uh, in real life, you know in in the world, when you throw a blue shell at someone that doesn't necessarily target the player in first automatically, is that correct, doctor? So you'd uh, you'd be surprised um, you know sometimes if you have a
9: good enough aim, you could hit the car, but a, a small blue shell is going to do nothing to it, right? Hmm. So in this game, it is very unrealistic that a blue shell of a what I assume is a dead turtle or dead tortoise at this point sure, because it's just a shell uh, is targeting the first place car um, which first of all that just seems very unsportsmanship like that's Mm -hmm. just unacceptable for racing sims and secondly it's also of course seems unrealistic because a shell is going to do nothing to a car right like unless you threw that thing Mm -hmm. right into the engine block um it's going to do pretty much nothing Mm. so again another gross oversight from the developers in my opinion
3: yeah these are just excellent points thank you very much for for coming on and talking about uh these gross oversights that uh, neil i don't know how they missed this this is this this is clearly a realistic racer Mm -hmm. with realistic characters and for whatever reason they just didn't get that part right
0: clearly a bit more of an arcade eraser racer game as opposed to a driving sim, which they clearly missed the mark here. I mean, that that their audience for Mario Kart games, they're really looking for a true-to-form driving sim, and it just wasn't there in Mario Kart Double Dash, which was a miss, in my opinion.
9: Small details make a big difference, right? Like, uh, none of the cars have a protective windshield, so the characters that are playing them are obviously getting all the bugs and everything splattered right into their face, and they're not wearing any helmets to protect from that. So, and
3: two characters yeah. are, are, are racing in a, I believe, a baby carriage. That is mm-hmm. true,
9: yes. Which, yes. I, I'm
3: not sure what the torque on a baby carriage is.
9: Well, <laughs> uh, forget even the torque. Um, I'm not sure how, you know, legally safe that is, and road legal that is, to have a baby be in control of a vehicle that could basically kill somebody, you know? Do you guys think
0: CAA would tow a baby carriage if you called them?
3: Yeah, sorry. We have a we have a baby carriage here on the side of the road, uh, and there is actually a Koopa in this baby carriage. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, someone needs to come down right away, please. But Neil, you also had a couple of of negatives on this game. If you want to bring them up, what what were those?
0: Yeah, I found that the handling in this game did not feel as responsive as past Mario Kart games. Uh, like at least past Mario Kart game, I really loved Mario Kart '64, and that was the one that I played most before Mario Kart Double Dash. And controlling the cart I mean, controller aside, I know that the N64 controller is is hit or miss for a lot of people. But when it did work, the carts did control quite a bit better on the courses. For some reason, there's something about Double Dash that I actually needed to wrap my head around at first when I got it. Just like turning was a bit slower. Drifting was different. It was improved, but it was different than what it was in, in Mario Kart 64. Allie, I don't know if when you picked up this game back in the day, if, if you uh, if you found that or not like the point that you brought up before about the jumping that actually
9: really threw me out for a loop because I'm so used to, you know, before the drift initiates to just like the jump, the initial jump from the car. Mm -hmm. So not having that and just going right into the drift. um, I I guess it's better for faster lap times, but at the same time, it's just, I, I was so not used to it, especially when I, played it again recently for this episode right because uh, i played mm-hmm. mario kart 8 and there i think that's the perfect mario kart in my opinion uh game but i mean it must be because they've been rehashing it for what a decade now <laughs> seven so, years <laughs> <laughs> in that one you can jump to and then this one it just like you said the drifting it feels weird to me that's the best way to put it i don't know if it's sharper or if it's like understeered on the drifting but it just feels weirder i guess the racing mechanics changed to a point where it kind of alienated me a little bit coming from Mm -hmm. mario kart 64 of course right because i think um i played 64 at a friend's place and we played quite a bit and then the next Mario Kart I ever picked up was this one.
0: Yeah, the drifting in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, like you said, like it's almost like if you don't if you don't drift in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you're gonna lose every single oh, time. That sure. game is almost a drifting. It's almost a drifting simulator at this point. Like if you could drift <laughs> the entire course, you'll get a speed boost throughout the entire time, and you'll win 150 CC every time. Like, that's how I I play that game, and I always get 60 points, three star, three gold stars. To the point where it's not even fun anymore. Yep. Unfortunately, like it is fun. It's fun to play, but it's just like it's not challenging, I guess. But in Mario Kart Double Dash, uh like I, I'll get my butt kicked every single time. And you can't drift for miles and miles on this game. You might be able to drift just around a single corner, and then you have to straighten out and either get that boost or you don't, because the tracks are just so much tighter than they are in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, where the tracks are quite windy and vast, whereas in this one they're tighter and not as wide like if there's a banana peel on in mario kart 8 deluxe it's so easy to avoid it because the track is like a mile wide Yep. but all of the tracks in mario kart double dash are narrow and like if there's a banana peel in the middle of the road like i'm effed like i know i'm gonna hit it mm-hmm. because it's right there my cart is huge and it's just unavoidable the items in mario kart double dash are so much more lethal than they are
9: banana or a red weapon box or item box.
3: Yeah, we haven't seen them since. They, they kind of went away.
0: Yeah, I yeah.
9: wish they kind of included them still because even at a, like, you know, if you've played the games a lot of the times, if you place it just right, you oh, can yeah. so probably trick a lot of people into getting those and hitting those.
3: Oh, yeah. I love It's one of my favorite items to use still. Uh, when I was playing Double Dash this week, I, I I love just putting it, you know, right beside one of the items. Uh, and I definitely practiced that as a kid oh, yeah. <laughs> Try, trying to make sure that I, I fooled people. Line well,
0: it up with the real items. Yeah, that, that's where you have to put it. But exactly. even if you put one of those item blocks or a banana peel in the middle of the course, in the middle of nowhere, like it, it's really hard to avoid some of this stuff, especially like yep. on uh, the, there's the... Uh, the highway one. I'm trying to remember. It's like a Toad's Turnpike kind of level where you're on a highway with cars coming at you. That course is so claustrophobic that like if there's even mm-hmm. any item on the on the track, like with all the cars moving and they they also take up half the screen as well. Everything is unavoidable. I was playing that today with babies. The babies on there with uh, Mario and Baby Luigi.
9: Illegal car driving. With their illegal <laughs> baby
0: carriage. That's right. And I was hitting everything. Like I think I got knocked off my cart ten times because it's just. Everything's huge and just moving so slowly, and I couldn't avoid it, so I think for me it's as fun as it is it's also f-
9: from what I've noticed when I was playing it especially recently, it's way more like unforgiving than the other Mario Karts oh, yeah. as well, because mm-hmm. a lot of the items that you get hit with take away your items, like a lot of those items um I think in the newer ones, the lightning takes your item away in the newer ones as well in this one as well but a lot of other items too, like um, fired that took my items
0: away. Yeah, if you get hit with anything in this game, you no longer have that item. Which is you can also
3: get your items stolen from you if mm-hmm. if you're playing. You know, if you do the two person and you're playing in yep. in the back as the item thrower, you can hit someone and take their item. Which I thought was a, a really cool mechanic, but it did kind of suck. You're like, oh, my item. Like it's yeah, you're right. It's so easy to lose them. Yeah. I guess it does make for good gameplay in the sense that there's an urgency,
9: uh, urgency to use the item. So whenever you get the item, you're not hoarding it for like two entire laps just in case, mm. because yeah. you know you could get it taken
3: away li- any second. Yeah, because you couldn't block with items either in this game. I yeah. was
0: I was going to say, that's right. You also couldn't hold the item behind you, which you could do in Mario Kart 64, and then they brought it back again in, I believe it was Wii and DS. But yeah, you couldn't hold anything behind you. You could shoot items back behind you, which was useful. Uh, and that, that's what... Uh, Brought a lot of strategy to playing with Peach and Daisy because they had that heart item where if anything hits them, they actually pick it up. So they had the, like that was a really Thanks. good item actually. Their their special power up where any item that came near them they would have now. So if you fire a red shell at them, they now have that red shell, which was a really good idea. Yeah. So yeah. just an added level of strategy there if you want to have Peach or Daisy on your car. <laughs>
3: And now, Ali, we've been talking a lot of negatives about uh, this game, uh, and I'm sure we want to talk a couple of positives. So, uh, do you have any great memories or things you want to say to remind people that this is such a great game?
9: Oh, of course. So, like we discussed before, you know, if we if we don't look at the simulation part of it, you know, which is mm. hard to ignore, but you know, <laughs> let's 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 ignore it for now. It is a great arcade racer, especially for its time. And the fact that the racing mechanics did change so much from the previous games, uh, you do feel like you're playing like a new iteration of the game. Uh, some people might not like the new drifting or the different drifting, I should say, and the narrow courses, but I quite enjoyed them back in the day and I still absolutely love them now. I I, I don't know, like any Mario Kart game that I've played, I've not had a bad time with it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and exactly. that and
0: that's why they're such high selling. They're high reviewed, and everybody who owns a Nintendo console always picks them you, up. You so. need to, right? Like that's
9: that's mm-hmm. the quintessential uh, arcade racer for Nintendo consoles. That day one, you if it's out there, you need to get it. Yep, for sure, absolutely.
3: Well, Ali, is there anything else you'd like to tell us before we leave you for today?
9: Uh, don't let babies drive cars. That's you know, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that's something that anyone is able to grasp it just seems like the developers here were not able to, which is again fine, but just, you know, don't let babies drive cars that can kill people. That's, that's pretty much it.
3: Well, earlier today, Neil was on the scene and he did see the an arrest of Wario, Wario and Waluigi. Uh last name redacted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so I, I like to think that they're behind
0: this, uh, this, this, Uh, child labor ring that's going on. I can
3: see that happening, yeah.
0: They're giving out illegal driver's licenses to kids, and it has to stop. I think that the lesson of today is definitely don't let kids drive cars. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Ali, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to having you back, hopefully, really soon. Yeah, no problem, boys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cool. All right, well, Mm -hmm. we'll take care out there. You too. What a nice young man.
3: What a nice young man. Thank you, Ali, uh, Dr. Ali, for Mm -hmm. coming on to talk about... His knowledge of technical racing games and you know, I'm glad that he did have some some positive things to say about about this great game at the end.
0: Yeah, how can you not? I mean it's Mario Kart. Of course Ali did grow up playing a lot of the the actual racing games like Burnout and Need for Speed and Automodelista, and those are his games. And, of course, he's going to dip into the kart racing series as well, like Mario Kart. How can you miss that if you're a driving fan? You're going to play Mario Kart for fun, especially if you have younger family members out there. It's a great game to get them into those racing games. And, obviously, all of our listeners today have a great time and great memories with Mario Kart and still play them to this day, which is terrific. It's really a great series that keeps its fans. Like It's not like... You're going to stop playing just because there's something in it that you don't like, or maybe you've outgrown it. It doesn't seem like Mario Kart is the type of game that adults outgrow ever, which is neat. Mm -hmm.
3: It's true. That's what makes it so special, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, Mike. Well, the lights are going down now. We have no more callers on hold, which means that we do have to close out this episode finally, unfortunately. But before we do, I think it's time to read the back of the case. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, cool. But first, Victor, hit us with that jingle. It's time to read what's on the back of the case. There's things
3: written on the back of the case. Let's read them. And now we're
0: reading the back of the case. Richard's in the studio with us today, clearly. Wow. (laughs) Double the fun. Take all the crazy action of the celebrated Mario Kart series and multiply it by two in Mario Kart double dash, double exclamation point. Each cart holds two racers that can switch places at any time. So choose from a huge cast of favorites and pair them up any way you see fit.
3: You know they had a like a a, a week's long meeting
0: about those exclamation marks. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there must have been there must have been people like I think we should do three. I think just one, two. <laughs> two uh, for double. For double the dash. I want to meet the people that were up for three. I mean, it makes sense for two. It's a pretty easy what, what bothers me actually is, is it says double the fun, one exclamation. Like it's all one exclamation points except for the title. I feel like that for me, in my mind, they should have done double exclamation points everywhere on the back of the case. I think that would have been cool.
3: Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. Missed, they missed the mark on that one, but yeah. they didn't miss the mark on the game no. itself. Well, Neil, while you were doing that back of the case, uh, the lights came
0: up again uh, oh. and <laughs> we have some more voicemails somehow. Our two lines are full again. That's crazy. Okay, well, we're not off the air yet, Mike, so uh, why don't you go ahead and play that uh, voicemail, and we'll uh, we'll hear what the fan has to say. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Hey,
7: guys, listen, it's been uh, just about 17 years since my last oh. voicemail, so pretty sure you've gotten my message by now. Nope. Still waiting on that invite to play Mario Kart. Um, if you guys are mad at me for dissing Baby Park course on my last voicemail, you should know I've actually come around on it, and I see the appeal now. It's a great course. Uh. We can even throw mirror mode on and try turning to the left a few times if you're feeling real frisky. Call me back.
0: Well, now I feel a little bad that we didn't call Jed back. And uh, I also feel extra bad that I sent him a copy of Universal Studios with Charlie's Angels as the disc in there. So now I feel like a complete asshole. Oh, yikes. Somehow a worse game. Somehow a worse game than Universal Studios. So really, you're getting crap inside of crap. So there you go, Jed. Enjoy that. That's a gift from me to you. (laughs) All right, Mike, let's move on now to our closing segments. As always, we always talk about, you know, if we think that the game is worth picking up, the future of the franchise. Um, Now, obviously, I think that... I'll just save you some time, yes. Yeah, let's just save ourselves (laughs) a little bit of time now and say that Mike and I both agree that Double Dash is obviously a must pick up on the GameCube. It's one of my top five favorite GameCube games of all time easily probably in my top 10 video games of all time as well. Um, But Mike, I want to ask you, uh, do you want another Double Dash? Do you want a Triple Dash, as we said with Kira? Well, I think for me, it's tough, right? Because
3: I I don't think a Double Dash will happen. I think that's you know, there's no way we're going to see a Double Dash HD or anything like that. But I think, like we said earlier with Kira, I think the future of Double Dash is a mode. And I could totally see this happening again. It makes complete sense to do, especially with the Switch. I'm I'm, I'm almost curious why they haven't done it yet, of having a, a double mode on there where you can play with two people. Just yeah. because it's... Like Kira was saying, with um, with a lot of these uh, a lot of these Nintendo titles allow you to have a passive second player. You think of Luigi's Mansion, you think of Super Mario Odyssey playing as Cappy. You know, it just it seems like a an easy win for them to put mm-hmm. this in. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's development that has to go into that, but hey, we haven't had a new, brand new Mario Kart since 2014. So yeah. come on, Nintendo.
0: I know. I was just thinking the same thing about it today. And actually, up until we did this episode, I probably would have said yes, a double dash two would be so cool. But I mean, just after talking about it with all of our guests today, like, you can just see Mario Kart Double Dash's DNA in future Mario Kart games, yeah. like, it in introduced... It introduced the double item mode, like, it introduced multiple characters and courses that we still see today. Actually, every character in Double Dash is in Mario Kart 8, except for Paratrooper, but Mm. that's fine. (laughs) Uh, A a lot of the items have been missed out uh, since Double Dash, which is too bad, and a few of the courses are also stranded. But a lot of courses are on other
3: consoles, especially the new, like, especially... uh the mario kart 8 there's quite a few gamecube courses on there which i was really happy about especially for the deluxe edition
0: definitely and it got me thinking like really i don't i don't think i do want a double dash only game it would be great though if there was a double dash mode where you have maybe another character on your cart and that is your maybe your kid is playing that or your friend and and you can have fun with one guy controlling the items and the other guy controlling the acceleration and brakes i think that's a really good idea for for Mario Kart and and for other racing games too, because it is a lot to to understand right off the bat. And some kids, you know, they don't they don't know how to play games yet. And it's a great introduction to the series. One thing that I would really love though would be the Mario Kart Ultimate that we've been waiting for. Like mm-hmm. what they did with Smash where they released this game Maybe it is a new Mario Kart game where it comes with four new cups, which would be great. You know, 16 new courses, that would be phenomenal. But then it also has every single track from all the old Mario Kart games there. All the characters are there. Maybe the carts aren't customizable anymore, which you mentioned, you know, is a bit of a pain. And it is. It's a bit much to have to make your own cart every time you play the game. But I would love it if you, you put this game on and you've got like at this point almost 100 courses like eight games almost 12 to 16 new courses per game how Mm -hmm. sick would it be if you had that option like just this this love letter to a series that's now 29 years old put it out i would pay a hundred dollars for that game like day one easily i honestly think that's
3: likely to happen because we're getting a mario party collection that's going to be coming out uh in uh very soon which has a whole bunch of those old n64 courses on there Mm -hmm. um from old mario parties like i i think it's very doable they clearly like you said earlier they have the technology and they have the know-how to bring back these old courses and old stages Mm -hmm. uh into you know modern day and i i could honestly see it happening neil i could see a mario kart ultimate as being the be-all end-all for Mario Kart's Like you 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 do this once in a couple of years and then boom, just just do DLCs for the rest of it.
0: Exactly. DLCs was exactly my next point where you make Mario Kart more of like a platform where, yeah, you buy this base game and then maybe once every two years, it's a big event. It's a $20 DLC and you get another, another cup, you get another four courses and maybe another character or two that would be ideal and there really is two ways that Nintendo could go with this where they could go the Smash Bros ultimate where they put all the love and care into it all the characters are back all the courses are back or like you said with Mario Party it is a collection but it's not a complete collection like i don't want to get a Mario Kart collection game and have like the best ofs like i want them all there like it would oh i think that's actually more likely now that you uh, wrote it <laughs> no i don't i don't want to think that like this random course from double dash is missing still like i want it all it, it sounds so hey, selfish. Pokéfloats isn't in, in uh, I know. Smash Ultimate. I don't so. miss Pokéfloats, but like like they could even leave out some of the 2D courses. That's fine. But everything from N64 up needs to be there, and it would be so great. But yeah, if they come up with this thing and it's just like the best three courses from every game, I will be so heartbroken if that's what they end up doing because it has been s- – almost nine years or eight years since mario kart 8 on wii u came out like it's been a long time for someone like me who bought that game when it came out since we've had a new game yeah that, like i feel like this is what they this must be what they're working on like it can't just be all of their effort going into the mobile mario kart game
3: neil just like the last time we were on the radio we are going to will this and take existence here we
0: go guys drum roll here we go the nintendo's <laughs> got to do it and they're going to have it out for one month
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's our prediction here live on the radio but it is time for us to sign
0: off finally all right mike let's sign off now but first why don't you let the listeners know what they can expect next week on the gamecube was cool podcast
3: well when we are off the radio next week we will be talking about superhero games and unfortunately they are not the superhero games you want to hear like spider-man batman the incredibles no 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 these are the ones that didn't quite make it
0: to other episodes mm. Yeah, some of these games, Mike, are straight up unplayable. I'm looking forward to talking about it, though, because you and I, we were young boys in a time when Marvel and DC, it was like pre that huge uh, Marvel and Disney boom with Iron Man and Captain America. Like this was a time when superhero movies were good, but we had no idea what was coming. And the video games were also a, a sign of that, too, where the video games were just okay for the most mm-hmm. part. Some of them were great, but a lot of them were really bad. We weren't in the area <laughs> yet of having Spider- Aquaman. Aquaman is coming next week, guys. But we weren't in the area yet of Arkham Asylums and yeah. Spider-Man's on PS4s. We just weren't. So a lot of these games were unfortunately budget titles, but we're really excited to talk about them. And uh, we hope you guys join us next week.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, we're excited to just
0: talk about the world that these. Uh superhero games living yep but until then ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to episode 59 of the gamecube was cool podcast we have new episodes every thursday on all the major podcast services leave us ratings and reviews so we can make the show better if you want to support the show you can find us on patreon we are the gamecube was cool you can also follow us on instagram we are at the gamecube pod share us with your friends and family tell Lakitu neil says hi thank you so much for the support and we will see you next week
3: Wait, 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 I lost to a
0: bunch of losers. Gamecube. Over
2: 600 games you've never heard of. Gamecube. The product of what happens when you think inside the box.
0: Have you been injured in a go-kart accident? You may be eligible for compensation, driver negligence, medical expenses, lost income, property damage, or wrongful death. Call personal injury lawyers William Toadsworth and Birdo today for a free one-hour consultation. Guaranteed, you don't pay unless we win. 1-800-999-6464 Located at the corner of Highway 9 and Moo, Moo Farm. Blue shells are not a victimless crime. Call today. 1-800-999-6464